0: Welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro-wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again, and we have a nice little extra shot of LGBT in the Ring for you all this week. As promised, our annual review of Wrestle Kingdom 18 with uh, Rachel Giuliani, our annual check-in <laughs> with her uh, to talk all about... Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling's premiere event of the year. Obviously, you've seen the runtime already. I'm not going to keep y'all here in the intro too long (laughs) since we have a Wrestle Kingdom review that almost spans the length of the show itself. But um, trust me, this is always a fun thing to do. And I'm so glad that we were able to continue to do it year over year for for y'all here on the show. So without any more preamble, let's just jump right into my conversation with Rachel Giuliani, all about Wrestle Kingdom 18. What's up, guys? Gals, Adam, Binary Pals. Welcome back to LGBT in the ring. And, of course, a new year means another installment of Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Pro Wrestling's premier event of the year, every January 4th. And with the new Wrestle Kingdom, that means we have to talk about it with our annual Wrestle Kingdom guest analyst, guest looks commentator, guest meaty thighs analyst or whatever we want to talk <laughs> Expert about on that one. Yeah, very much. So <laughs> please welcome back to the show. Rachel Giuliani. How are you doing today, Rachel?
1: I'm I'm doing really well. I'm really excited to talk to you about wrestling today.
0: <laughs> I'm excited as well. We're We're coming off of two back-to-back nights of staying up way too fucking mm-hmm. late and waking mm-hmm. up way too fucking early. Mm-hmm. um to watch some some sweet japanese graps over at wrestle kingdom 18 and new year's dash and we're going to get into both of those shows but i guess before before we get into there and into those shows rather um i guess if if you wanted to like take a moment to kind of like remind the audience like of of like who you are I guess I don't know like I to me like people know who you are but but I don't think
1: that's true (laughs) I don't (laughs) think that's true at all but I um I'm I'm a person on the internet and I um I think my like wrestling like 15 minutes of fame came when I was in the uh Omega Man um pro wrestling love story documentary I was one of the like narrators of the documentary and um that was that was feels like a lifetime ago, but that God was kind of like how I I I wrote this like Twitter thread about the golden lovers and uh like Kenny Omega retweeted it and it like just really snowballed from there and I eventually was on Canadian television. <laughs> um so and, and like I haven't I, I don't know that I've done like anything notable other than like shit posts since then. <laughs> um I haven't really like tried i i did a little writing um for new japan and then um for a couple other places and then in my own blog but then i just kind of like stopped i didn't <laughs> so yeah wrestling enjoyer um beefy thighs expert mm-hmm. enthusiast the evangelist. World's number one Koda bushi fan oh yeah i don't i wouldn't say that i i would <laughs> I would not even. I, maybe I'm number two, but definitely not number one. Okay. Uh, I didn't like. You would know better than me. The, the The world to to like try to marry him. Uh, <laughs> Kenny okay. Omega did. Well, that's true. <laughs> that,
0: okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah.
1: So squarely number two, maybe number two. Yeah, but I'm I'm very sad right now about Kota Ibushi. So. We, yeah we, we can maybe talk about that later or not whatever you want
0: Maybe <laughs> maybe we I'm can get not into part the of this
1: great right match of
0: Marafuji uh, I don't know
1: either
0: way like well that's that that's, that's a shame what, what I, happened I couldn't there. I couldn't
1: watch it for the very reason uh, that exactly what happened I just couldn't I knew it would be bad and I, it was yeah <laughs> so yeah. I didn't even watch it And I'm very glad that I didn't.
0: (laughs) I can't fault you for that. But um, let's talk about something that I think is going to be much more happy to talk about here. Wrestle Kingdom 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, a a lot of heavy storylines going into the show. A lot of um, very interesting matches heading into the show. Really kind of a, a culminating moment for... You know, I think especially both of the two men in the main event with Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Um, we will get to that though. Um, but I guess before we jump into the card itself, like what were you like? I guess the first question is like, what were you feeling like heading into this card? Like at like after you know we had talked about doing the show and 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 kind of looking at everything.
1: Um, I I actually have been feeling really like down about wrestling um, and the Ibushi match and Noah certainly did not help. But um, prior to that, it it had been just like a long, um, you know, like watching my fave be injured and then work injured and then come back and look like shit. Um, and then just like seeing shit happen in the, in the industry, I've been kind of soured on wrestling, but Wrestle Kingdom, like no matter how I feel about wrestling in that moment wrestle kingdom just makes me love wrestling um even you know i think it's safe to say that new japan is kind of out of the heyday that it had a couple years ago um and it, but even even being sort of past their past their peak their recent peak um it still is just like man i love wrestling whenever <laughs> i watch it um so i was i was going in sort of i don't know if hopeful is the right word but i i it felt like it felt very like peaceful like oh i get to love wrestling <laughs> um so i may not i'm i wasn't super updated on all the storylines i did sort of do a little bit of quick armchair research about everything um but i was kind of happy to just go into it knowing what i knew and and knowing that i would learn some some things about some wrestlers that i hadn't seen yet so <laughs> Honestly,
0: that's not a bad way to kind of go into these shows. I feel like, you know, especially looking at like the other side of that coin where you were just like so inundated with not just like, you know, the product. God, I hate that I fucking just used that term. (laughs) Well, if you're not inundated with like, you know, what New Japan has been doing over the last year or so, but also just like all of the various never ending opinions about all these different things from like voices that are not fully in tune with like what the japanese audience is actually mm. like like yeah. how they're actually reacting and participating in that sort of thing
1: yeah it seems like a lot of the stuff the english language stuff is starting to forget that like there's an entire japanese audience on, in japan <laughs>
2: that yeah is
1: the, the main audience for this no matter how many english-speaking fans no matter how much investment they put into um worldwide stuff like their their audiences in japan and sometimes people seem to not get that i don't know um yeah yeah but i i love to i've been like kind of sour just on all wrestling because there's been you know you know how the industry is sometimes when you like look at it and you're already in a bad place with it you're just like oh i cannot i cannot um (laughs) (laughs) so um but but it was good to be back to pro wrestling specifically for this Yeah, and I have been keep like I follow everything on social media and whatever. So nice, I've been watching, but watching that, but yeah,
0: but no, like that. That's honestly a a a good way to handle. I think following New Japan, especially if you you're not wanting to like, you know, if you're if you're not feeling the investment, or if you are also like you're feeling the way that you're feeling right now. Because I think there's a lot about pro wrestling that can make people feel soured or like can tend to push people towards cynicism right right now for sure. And we'll get to some of that later.
1: Yeah. Um. (laughs) Like, and you've been a wrestling fan for your whole life, pretty much. Um, I I haven't been a fan all that long. I've only started, I only started watching wrestling in like 2017, 2016. Um, And so people have been wrestling fans for a long time. Always tell me like, you know, you go through periods where you're not really that into it and stuff. Um, But you are like you're doing podcasts about it you're in in the shit with it like how do you stay how do you like stay into it like that
0: uh luckily a lot of the places that i focus on for my work are not the places that are going to be like generating those feelings i
2: think
1: yeah you you deal with a lot of like queer spaces and specifically like inclusive and thoughtful companies and stuff yeah yeah,
0: okay. and i'm very I'm very thankful for that. I'm not doesn't mean that I escape those feelings from time to time. Um, obviously, you know, looking at some of the people that continue to get booked and mm-hmm. looking at some of the situations that I do have to cover that break out of that inclusivity bubble. Mm-hmm. like it's still there. it's still thing a thing that I have to find ways to like deal with and cope with. I think it's just one of those things where like, i'm I'm thankful that like I can return to a home base that is not inundated with that, yeah, and knowing that that is there, it helps me to like not like fall too far into like the the pits of cynicism I feel like.
1: Yeah. And, and I think sometimes there, even if there's nothing to be like particularly cynical about, sometimes just nothing is really grabbing your attention or like nothing is really exciting to you at the moment. Yeah. So um, it's cool. I think I like that advice to like find some indies that really speak to you. And it's it seems like there's so many niche, not 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 the right word, but more niche um, indie companies now where, where you kind of can find something that is what um what you specifically are wanting to see
0: yes that is very true like like no matter what style or or weird concoction of a pro wrestling presentation that you want there's somebody out there doing it um and that's that's a really cool thing about you know being so focused on the indies like i am um and that sort of thing but it it helps it definitely helps to know that like yeah like i can get pissed off at at like you know mlw booking matt riddle but mm-hmm. i always can go back to you know i always know there's a hood slam show coming up you know yeah. i always know oh, there's god like, bless like hood slam. god bless hood slam <laughs> you know i know there's doa is running is gonna have mm-hmm. a show in portland like so mm-hmm. like i can always just go out to that and just forget about all the bullshit that, yeah they're that, great shout out that we're, that both in we're both
1: in portland we're both portland if you don't know so shout out doa
0: yes definitely shout out to <laughs> um but yeah, no, I I think that that is the the truest thing is that find something that you can love, and then mm. like always know that that's a place you can that that's a place that you can retreat to whenever the rest of the wrestling world just doesn't seem to reflect what you
1: want from it. For that's sure. great, great advice. Thank you.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so with that said, let's let's jump into a place that I feel like we we both from time to time have retreated to for for some stuff that we really enjoy in the pro wrestling space. Mm. Let's talk about Russell Keenum 18.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um obviously we always open the show with the Rambo. Um and it is it is look I, I love the Rambo because it you is do. just the dumb I, I know you do. It's so good. <laughs> I love
1: that they officially call it the Rambo. Like that's, yeah. such, <laughs> that's such a good <laughs> um yeah they just yeah. that's they just go with stuff like that So um that's like what the english commentators uh, just like officially refer to it as the rambo it's good it's, it's I, I i've said it before i have adhd i love seeing a new person come in every two minutes <laughs> <So> it's <laughs> like it really feeds the like something new and like something to draw your attention away from something that's my attention's gonna be drawn away from something no matter what. So <laughs> good that the the show itself is doing that. Exactly.
0: And and it's a fun way to kick off things too, because like mm-hmm. you get the Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom for the most part is like taken like you know fairly serious in terms mm-hmm. of like you know the the New Japan presentation. The Rambo is your goofy, the Rambo is your just fun dumb shit that we're just yeah. gonna throw at the and wall.
1: Yeah, and it's for the King of Pro Wrestling um, title, which yes. has been, I don't, I i can't really tell, like, it because Toru Yanu, who is, like, the King of Pro Wrestling, who is, like, as they said last night, uh, Mr. KOPW, like, t- you know how, like, you feel like the heavyweight title when someone other than okada has it they're just like sort of borrowing it from okada
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the same with Hiromo in the junior title i feel that way about yano and the and the kopw title <laughs> but i don't know if it's like he had the first two or three i don't know like match stipulations that he got to choose so it was silly but mm-hmm. i'm not sure if the is the kopw like supposed to be silly or is it just supposed to be like open format anything goes
0: I think it's more so like the open format sort of thing like a very imaginative match design but that tends to allow for some of this more sillier ideas yeah even ones that are like serious that can be fairly silly in concept you know Mm -hmm. like like the match between um Taichi and, and Shingo Takaki where like they it wasn't like a three count pinfall match it was like the first person to get like, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was like some obscene, like like big double digit number of actual like counts, not even pinfalls, yeah. just like yeah. how many times they can hold their shoulders to the mat through the course mm-hmm. of the match. Like that, that concept to me is inherently silly and plays yes. off of this idea of, of what pro wrestling is in a beautiful way to me. But at the same time, like you have these two fairly serious competitors that yeah. are taking this super seriously and mm-hmm. I just love how it plays off of that. And and like I think that's why I really like the KOPW championship for that reason. Like it's just yeah. it's giving you something different mm-hmm. um every time it, it, it is defended and I I don't know. I I adore it. I ad- I and adore the, yeah. that out of the box mentality.
1: The guys with the more with the more serious characters um get to do something silly even if they don't like break character or change their character a little like they they still get to lean into this the inherent silliness wrestling in that so the the Rambo is a good (laughs) a good start to that because it's it's hard to not be silly when there's like 20 dudes in the ring and they're all just like choosing someone and punching them exactly and even then, before there's even punching
0: happening, it can get silly, and evidenced by Yo, in his mm-hmm. in his uh, tracksuit track losing suit. his slippers entrance.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that was. I love him. He's such a. He, it seems like his thing is just like he's a mess. Yep. I like it. Um, as as a mess, I appreciate the representation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with you
0: on it. I love I love watching him wrestle in socks and then so- I don't even know when it happened, but ended up Took in socks with no socks on and bare yeah. feet, and it's mm-hmm. just like spent half of the match just crotched on the top rope. Um- <laughs>
1: He's um, I love him so much. I want good things for him. So many, um, and it's that's another good thing about the Rambo is like there are inevitably, thankfully new japan is back down to one night of wrestle kingdom i think mm-hmm. two nights would be too much um that means that inevitably there's gonna be people that you love people who are sort of upper card people who don't have a, a spot on the Wrestle kingdom card and then you get to see them in the Rambo. so like you know your yo and ishii and then those kind of people
0: yeah, it's it's always you get a bit of it's become a bit more of a stacked card, so to speak, a, a st- or stacked yeah. match rather, as opposed to like, you know, what it. I think the original like what the Rambo was originally, where you had a lot more surprise entrance, you had a lot more like quote unquote joke entrance here mm-hmm. and there, you know, more like wrestle dads. Yeah, more wrestle dads. Mm-hmm. Although we got probably one of the one of the more ultimate wrestle dads returning in in this year's Rambo with Takashi Iizuka. Oh
2: god!
0: Um. <laughs> yeah, a post-retirement Takashi Iizuka who still looks fucking swole as shit. Yeah, by the
1: way. Well, yeah, my god. Yeah, he looked great. I I wasn't like, I didn't have his gimmick. Never really spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love uh the thing with uh, the commentator Shinpei Nogami. Yes. Like how he always just goes right for yeah, and as soon as this music hit, Nogami just got that like horrible like deer in headlights look on his face. It's good when you've been for a while.
0: I love the lore of New Japan. I know so much. Like, so oh,
1: Nogami's gonna lose his shirt. Now.
0: And sure enough. Call <laughs> <laughs> the rest of that match and just his tie. I think um, he, I
1: think he was like working out in in preparation for that, because he looked pretty good with just mm-hmm. <laughs> just his tie and suit, suit jacket on.
0: <laughs> Maybe somebody tipped him off in K-Pape. He mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I I can... just had the sense like, oh, God, it just feels so <laughs> uneasy.
0: <laughs> no, but the, the Rambo was a lot of fun, and we got our four contenders for the KOPW title um, mm-hmm. that was going to be contested the next day at New Year Dash with Taiji Ishimori, Great Okan, Yo, and of course Toriano. Um, mm-hmm. so I, and I think that just seeing those final four, I think is also another reason why I like what they're doing with this this belt because like it's breaking down like this this division by like weight classes that new Japan is so rigid about mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But it's also like it the mix of different personalities and the mix of different approaches to pro wrestling that it gives us it it allows wrestlers to really expand their their horizons a little bit uh, especially looking at somebody like great ocon who like we know he can be like just fucking goofy and out of pocket as shit just mm-hmm. looking at his social media <laughs> but like the character of great ocon on like new japan programming is like super like super serious for the most part yeah
1: yeah and- he's never not that There's no little, I've never seen him just be even a little bit silly. He's always, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So like, I'm, I'm glad to see that, that, he was included in, in that mix there at the end and you know we can I guess if we want we can talk about the the KOPw title match here I mean, real quick why with, not you, you make yeah. the rules that is very true I I do I <laughs> I forget that I have power here sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah, um let's do it
0: yeah so obviously like the rule for for uh for the KOPw title match on New Year Dash I loved it a 10 minute scramble where basically the last person to get a pinfall is the first uh, yeah. KOPW champion for the year to kick off 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I love how this just devolved into chaos in the last two minutes, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you got everything that you want from like a, like having Torriano in the match, like him yeah. like being Torriano, our fucking king um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yo again like showing off just i i love the the spot and i think it's one of the most like from what i can remember one of the most like prototypical yo spots whenever ishimori is showing him the you know the bullet club um too sweet and he's going for it and then yo just takes his fingers into his mouth
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's i love him so much i want that was also the first time that i've heard his um his solo entrance music oh yeah it's insane <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got like children it's got people just saying yo every couple of seconds like not even like in an excited way just being like yo it's not it's so weird <laughs> i love it he God. was wearing his patchwork denim yeah which i also love yeah um and Ishimori, of course, like he figured out the he figured out the secret, <laughs> which was to get the pinfall in the last minute and then run away. Yes. Um, I kind of like Yano was laying in the ring and Yo was laying like on the outside. And I kind of hoped that Yo was going to hop into the ring and pin Yano. But I, I really love Ishimori also. He's And he somehow still got the chance to show off how fucking good at wrestling he is yes he's he's so good like he still got the chance to to give those moments of like damn fucking he's so good um so yeah um and also freaking just ripped like yes always even for even for ishimori totally ripped Uh, i love i love muscles he he looked great (laughs) he deserved to win on on the merits of his muscles
0: I can I can agree with that. And his smarts, and his yeah. smarts, running oh,
1: away with the with the championship.
0: I just, I just love the image of Great Okan running back through the curtain after the match is over, still carrying a guardrail.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yep. it's just he brought it back <laughs> backstage too. He brought it yes. all the way backstage. <laughs> yep,
0: it's just ri- fucking ridiculous. But yes, <laughs> Taiji Mori is our first uh, provincial. King of Pro Wrestling for twenty twenty four. congratulations! Yes, definitely to the Bone Soldier. <laughs> the one I feel like you, you mentioned this before. Um, you know, I think um, before we started recording about how there's like like a thousand different Bullet Club factions at this point. Like, yeah. which one is
1: Ishimori in? I yeah, that's uh, is he in just like Bullet Club Classic? Maybe
0: I don't know. Is there like- still a
1: there's like war dogs yeah. and then there's is House of torture still yeah it's still a club? club
0: sorta uh, they don't really hang out with war dogs, but like they're there like yeah, I feel and- like it's like kenta Chase Owens and and Taiji Shimori and yeah. maybe folly to an extent although folly hasn't mm. been around for for a little bit, yeah um or hasn't been around that much this year rather um like those four like i don't know where they fit into like the like the bullet club pyramid so to yeah, speak yeah they're
1: they're like old school bullet club and then there's like on the other side of the ocean there's bullet club gold yes and those those are also sort of more old school i mean juice robinson isn't but <laughs> i don't yeah
0: i mean they have switchblade and that's all you really need Yep. for that to work for me, mm-hmm. honestly, but yeah, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't like Taiji Ishimori has the belt. He's in Bullet Club somewhere. We'll mm-hmm. shine a flashlight and figure out.
1: We need to yeah look at the org chart of Bullet Club. <laughs>
0: exactly, I'll break out the Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, all that good, all that good stuff there. So that uh, kind of concluded the the pre show, um, and we get into the main card and we kick off with. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match with um the aforementioned two members of the War Dogs, Clark Connors and Trolla Maloney, mm-hmm. defending against catch two two, Francesco Akira, and a new a new form for one TJP, mm-hmm. um the Oswong yeah. TJP. Yeah. I <laughs> I am very curious to to get your opinion on on the Aswang.
1: I don't I mean I love someone leaning into a gimmick. I love someone just like full pussy about things, you know. Um mm-hmm. and he definitely did for for that. Um but I don't know. I don't know about the spitting blood and the I, I like the eyes. I like the the contacts, the mask was like good, like grot. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> like it was, I don't know how I feel about it. Because it's strange to have that person be someone's tag team partner. Because then in K Fabe, you're like, okay, but you guys are so you guys are friends, you know each other, you talk, and and also you're this shapeshifter demon thing. Um that's that's a little. That's that's weird. That little transaction or whatever that is, because Francisco Akira was just sort of like, "Hey, man, my friend." <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. What would you what do you think?
0: I, as a as a firm uh, lover of cryptids, I uh, <laughs> was fully on board with with the gimmick idea. I like the idea of him not always wearing the mask, as evidenced by what we saw in New Year Dash,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but still having the contacts and still I having that. the blood. I that. Yep. like that. I like that. Yeah. Like it. adds into that shapeshifter element of right. of the monster itself and, and the folklore behind it and everything like that. And and honestly, like, look, I'll be the first one to admit, I am, as a person, like as as someone who like has opinions on the internet, I am not the the biggest tjp fan
1: oh yeah and and it's sad that he's just like the least of our problems yes now.
2: yes, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah i'm not
1: a fan of him as a <laughs> mra jerk either but i i do appreciate the the effort and you can tell um i like that he's a he's such a veteran like he's been around yeah. um and and to try something new like that new as as somebody who's just been around forever is kind of cool um and it the fact that he still had his stupid haircut even though <laughs> the demon, is great like you still know it's tjp because of the like emo bangs and stuff yes. um yeah i don't love blood i don't and the spitting blood isn't didn't really do it for for me yeah um I, and I also wasn't sure like whose blood that was supposed to be or like where it came from or I also didn't read about the the folklore or anything. So maybe that hmm. would be explained if I looked looked that up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean it kind of leans into like it the the folklore of the Oswog is like fairly like nebulous. Like it, hmm. it's it's in the same way that it's like a shapeshifter, like it's it has a, a few different like interpretations and forms that it's taken based on like region and that sort of thing of the Philippines that that you're talking about it in and I think that's the one thing that I really liked about it the most and why I prefaced that by talking about like how like yeah maybe I'm not huge into like the anti vax sort of (laughs) shit that TJP talks about all the time but Mm -hmm. I do appreciate that like he's found a a new avenue that he can lean into his own like cultural background and express Mm -hmm. that in a way that we haven't really seen before in a pro wrestling space. You know, um, I think that like touching on like Filipino folklore like that is something that, you know, doesn't really get done outside of maybe like the companies that run in the Philippines, like, (laughs) you know? And, And so like, that's a really cool thing to see on such a big stage there. Um, I like the mask design. I like the idea that he's not always going to wrestle in it. Or that's like maybe like mm-hmm. his like form of Finn Balor's like demon
2: mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm.
0: you know, like for big matches, maybe that comes out. But but no, like I like I like I liked the concept of it. And I like that it's like you still saw Akira kind of on his on his eggshells a bit yeah. around him. Yeah. Even he's though like, he's I like, don't know.
2: <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> very tentative, but like, OK, mm-hmm. we're still cool, though. Like I still right. know who 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 it is, even like no matter the form that you're taking and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's the end of the match where he's sort of like, We're 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 friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: they do their little United Empire handshake.
1: Yeah. yeah. All that good stuff there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Clark Connors and Drill of Maloney, like they I think for their first like big stage match on a on a Wrestle Kingdom show, I think they delivered really well. Mm-hmm. For what they for what they've been doing, I I really like the change in demeanor that Clark Connors has gone through since joining Bullet Club earlier this year. Um, it is just so beautiful and like maybe just a tinge psychotic at times. Yeah. Um, and it just works so well. And Drilla Maloney has been a, a great addition to that crew as well. Also, shout out Drilla Maloney for the Mad Kurt uh tribute uh, on the way out to the ring. <laughs> there um you know and that there's just really beautiful to see um with his untimely passing in in recent weeks so um so yeah like i really enjoyed the match catch two two comes out with the championships they are three-time iwgp junior tag team champions at this point and i think that lends into a common criticism that we've had in talking about this division on these shows is that like (laughs) it still doesn't feel like it has the depth that it needs to really sustain itself Mm
2: -hmm. yet.
0: I think adding Connors and Maloney to it works, but at the same time, or helps rather, but at the same time, like it still just isn't fully there in terms of a full-on tag team division.
1: Yeah, it it hasn't really ever been, you know? Like there were those three years where Show and Yo won the Super Junior Tag Tournament every, you know, in a row, mm-hmm. and it was cool because I loved Rapongi 3K and I miss Roppongi 3K. Um, but they also were like the only dedicated junior tag team, so <laughs> it um and it, it kind of still has that vibe to it. I've always wished that they would sort of just have a tag division that's like an open tag division, mm-hmm. um, and like i i I know those guys could hang with the with the heavyweight tag folks, and I'd love to see some of them in against each other. Um, yeah, and I love like Connors and Maloney at the press conference were in black and white suits. They looked awesome. And then when they came out, they were in I love white gear. i I just
2: I saw really, your tweet. I understand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll just say it on here. I <laughs> my tweet was like, you all know how I feel about white gear. Parentheses, horny. Yeah, so <laughs> I I really love white gear. Um, and I know that like white gear seemed to be a curse at Wrestle Kingdom, and this is where it started. But for me, it was a blessing that there were so much white gear. Um, and their their gear was great. Um, and I love, I just love that they. I don't know. They have such a vibe to them. Like, like, uh, Clark Connors having the hundred proof right on his ass, and Drilla Maloney having a drilla like right on his dick, just like right, th- <laughs> like that's where it says drilla. I, I love that. They're just, they just like pro wrestling is just inherently kind of gay, and like they just lean into it in this wonderful way. That is, I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I just like that so much. Uh, and then at, at, um, at New Year Dash, they had. Coordinating outfits again. I I I give so many points for coordinating <laughs> outfits. They <laughs> kept that black and white theme all through the Wrestle Kingdom season here, so I want to I want to appreciate that about them.
0: Yes, you're not going to find a crossword for B on that either. Mm-hmm. Very much appreciated. Shout out Daryl Apparel for uh for yeah. designing that Clark Connors gear, by the yeah. way.
1: Yeah, super dope. Made it go. Yes.
0: Um. Well, that's going to take us to our second match of the night, and odd—it's not very often that you find Hiroshi Tanahashi in the yeah. second match of the night.
1: Mm-hmm. But Pre- here President he is... Hiroshi Tanahashi.
0: Yeah, excuse me, let me correct myself. Yes, Mr. President Hiroshi mm-hmm. Tanahashi. Nothing um, but respect. Yes, challenging Zack Sabre Jr. for the in in J.P.W. World Television Championship. Last year, we saw Zach defeat Rin Narta for that title. He's held it for a full year at this point. Going up against the president, fighting to become the, the uh, the prime minister of mm-hmm. New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, first off, let's let's check on the state of of Zach's dye job. Um, where yeah, where, where are we landing?
1: It looked a little bit toned. It's not as orange um but it's like it's a look i guess and i think it's like a a sort of british culture thing that i don't understand like it's a chavy sort of look i guess like that super super light blonde where you can like see their head like white dudes where you can see their like skin through their super white blonde hair i i don't like that look but at least it wasn't like orange blonde like he just put bleach on it and then rinsed it and went to wrestle kingdom mm-hmm what Especially what do you feel us, about it?
0: I I is better than last year because I think last mm-hmm. year was when he had that orange that orangey tinge to it. Clark Connors
1: end. Clark Connors was like, "Hey man, you need some purple toning shampoo." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Clark <laughs> Connors. You get it.
0: Yes, he definitely <laughs> does. Um, but no, like I I I the blonde has grown on me more hmm. and more. Like I I might not be like as big of a fan. Uh, of the tone of blonde that it is but i feel like yeah. blonde suits him and, and he's it, kind of yes. grown into it over over the course of the year
1: yeah it kind of like it kind of just says asshole <laughs> look yep. at him you know <laughs> it's it's what and it's what you want from him because that's that's what he is um and he had lovely white gear on <laughs> thank you zach Saber. jr <laughs> um <laughs> and his thighs looked very beefy. He has he has done some great work in the past uh year. Um man, he looked great. <laughs> For a show with no Kenta
0: on it, we needed someone to step up and mm-hmm. ZSJ stepped up.
1: He made a great he's he's skinny but man, he got he got some beef. I mm-hmm. mean um textured vegetable protein.
0: There we go. Yes. Wonderful soy thighs going on yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Mm. um i i really enjoyed this match though like i i feel like anytime I, that tana and and zach are in the ring together like it's just beautiful beautiful i love them together counter
1: stuff yep. yeah i love them t- and tana has been like oh and rickety and and kind of like he it's so hard to n- pretend that he's still at the top of his game sometimes and um Zach, like Zach's style, really lends well to Tana. <laughs> Tana's already in a lot, of um, but he doesn't have to do. He he gets to like sort of counter more and like show that he his like you know expertise and like genius about like ring awareness and all of that and and countering and st- like Zach got a really good match out of him. And anything that I've seen in the past like year, I haven't seen Tana have have a match good for a long time.
0: Yeah, like I think the key thing with him um <clears throat> the key thing with him and zach in the ring together is that he doesn't have to rely on like going to the top rope as much. Yep. He doesn't yep. have to like sacrifice his knees even more mm-hmm. with multiple high fly flows to really right. get across the 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 nature mm-hmm. of it. And, and, and he can do
1: his holds too. Like he can he got his his Texas clover leaf and everything like he and uh, you know, and he still gets to do a couple of sling blades and stuff. So, yeah, he he it it um, Zach's style really meshes well with where where Tom currently like with his body and with his skills,
0: yeah. And then you add in also like the constraints of like the TV title structure, like the 15 right. minute time limit, like you know, it's it was very like. I, I love that because it makes you feel like you're putting so much more into the match because of like the pace mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. And to the point that you like, I didn't even realize that this match was like under nine minutes. Like it felt so, like so it much felt, more.
1: It felt complete. Yeah. All of those things work in Tanahashi's favor too. Um, He's, you know, if he, if he can win in the first 10 minutes, he's, he's still Tana. And, and the English commentary team always says like, we'll, we'll never count. And, and I think, you know, as, as kind of like much as Tana is starting to show his age or not starting, but as much as Tana has been showing his age, like he's, he, you can't count out the ace ever. I love that.
0: No, not not at all. Not at all. And of course, Tana leaves this, this night with the tape, the TV title, his mm-hmm. first singles championship in a, a few years at this point in in New Japan, if I'm not mistaken, you know, I, of course he's one third of the never oh, the never open weight six man tag team championship champions right now with Okada and and Ishii, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: like it's really I think it's a really it was a really cool moment to see like him at Wrestle Kingdom with a singles title like addressing the crowd as president for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like it it just felt like a really a really moment for for him to have whenever like it seems like he's been uh, like really de-emphasized on the past couple of years at wrestle Kingdom
1: yeah yeah he's he was in a strange place where he's such a star but like ability wise he's he's more toward the wrestle dad side of things um because he has pushed himself so hard over his career so i I was actually surprised that he won um and I didn't like it at first um but I, I came around to it, yeah. I I think it's, it's appropriate that president Tanahashi should be the, the TV champion.
0: Yeah. It just, it just meshes very well together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, of course the president of the company is going to be like the, the quote unquote, like champion of the television.
1: Right. He is. He really (laughs)
2: is.
0: (laughs) No, I'm excited to see where, where that rain goes though. And Mm -hmm. as evidenced by what we saw at new year dash, like I'm sure it'll be, it'll be fun and interesting going forward.
1: Um, well, he'll elevate any belt that he holds always and forever. So. Oh, of course, just it's by a, reputation alone. Yeah. Yep. Definitely.
0: And and also we should commend Zack Saber Jr. for elevating that title to where it was. Oh yeah. Hand off to Tanahashi that year of reign was amazing. Um, yeah. From him, just outstanding stuff. Um, our third match of the night, our first special singles match of the, of the evening as well, uh, Yuya Urimura coming back to take on, and I love I love this nickname so much.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gene
0: Blast, Blast. Mm-hmm. Yoda Suji.
1: <laughs> Do you know what that is even like supposed to mean? Like, what is that?
0: I know what it means to me. I'm... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> um
0: I have no idea what's supposed to mean in like okay. in, in the new Japan context. Like maybe it's just like he's just like a genetic
1: freak or every, something. Every like, time I, I see it, I'm just I'm I'm like, well, so <laughs> 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 He's got he's got very powerful and potent genes yes very (laughs) I don't get it and I I don't I like I said I have not been regularly watching but I saw when he was inducted into LIJ I didn't really get it and I'm not sure I'm still not sure if I really feel like he fits with LIJ but I don't I don't know Maybe I'm just being inflexible in my in my thinking because I think a lot of people would have said Sonata didn't really fit with L I J. Um. So maybe, maybe I just need to get used to it. Do you think he's do you think he's L I J material? I feel like he's just not fucking weird enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that because I don't get like the same like vibe as other LIJ members from Yoda Suji. I think like Talent wise, obviously he belong he he belongs there, you know. But Mm -hmm. in terms of like personality, like compared to people, you know, like Hiromu, like Naito, you know, like it just it doesn't. I I can see why there's a disconnect there. Mm I'm I'm like I'm not wholly against it because I think it's an interesting mix to put in. Just like what if we put like the normal dude with like the fucking gene blast nickname into the this group of fucking weirdos yeah just let him like see how yeah. he see how he does you know how he I meshes
1: think, i think maybe part of it is that i don't really understand uh, his gimmick i'm not sure what gene blast is or like what his persona is and I, this is kind of <clears throat> a problem not to go on a tangent but this is sort of a problem that i have with this with this like group of young lions these like five or six people who just kind of recently returned from excursion in the past year or two like narita umino um suji and Wat <laughs> kawato like n- their gimmicks like they're they're either like um Wemura or shooter who are just like you know superhero awesome wrestler babyface, or they they're just not that I they're not hitting for me. Like they're they're their gimmicks just aren't working for me. I don't know if it's if it's me or if it's because these are the first ones or some of the first ones who I remember as young lions. Um but like I fucking love Harai Kawato so much. And <laughs> the Master Wato gimmick is like <laughs> it's not good. Um and the and Narita's thing in in um house of torture like it just it doesn't work for me so I I don't know if um that's a that's a bit of a tangent uh but none of these gimmicks are are hitting right for me maybe it just takes some time I I don't know
0: I think it I think it does like take some time for especially for like the wrestlers themselves to kind of Mm -hmm. discover more of themselves right like I feel like you know Umino
1: is Umino is is like oh Umino's got it he's he's got it he was going to have it no matter what it was um And when Mura, like, it's not hard. Like, he's handsome and he has great hair and he's so talented and everything. It's not hard to be, like, whatever. He has some nickname. Burning Uh, Heart. Heat Storm or something like that. Heat Storm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's that's good. Like, I don't mind a generic baby face if they do generic baby face well. Um, But, yeah, the others... Any any of them that are like in any way sort of like oh Okan too, um I don't none of their their gimmicks are really I hope they I hope they grow into them or I hope they figure out what what does work for them or I hope I get over myself, <laughs> <laughs> whichever it is, whatever the problem is.
0: I mean I I I like what what Suji is, is doing with 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 the gimmicks so far. You know, like especially like he clearly has like a connection with the Japanese audience.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: like it—it it is definitely it was there from day one when he came back from excursion. Like it is just—it is solid that is there. I and like I—I I know he has like the the big smile that hides like this like, you know, menace behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You know, always that love sort that, of thing. and yeah. I, and I love that about it. That's probably the most lij thing about him, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But but yeah, I think it just you know he's only he has been he ha, he hasn't even been back in in New Japan proper for a year yet, um and I feel like you know him and and Uemura, um those two specifically they they still have plenty of time to kind of figure themselves out in the same way that totally. we've seen Umino do that I and we'll they're get- and
1: they're great like I'm yeah. I'm being harsh because they're they're so good. They're all of them that I mentioned are just so good. And like, we're so fortunate to have that kind of talent for this generation that's coming up. They're, they're going to make new Japan. Like, I think, I hope that they will bring back new Japan on the strength of, of their talent. I, I think they will as they grow into things. Um, so I, am not mean to be a hater. I, I love them.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we're, them. we're talking specifically about character here in terms of yeah. like in ring, yep. like they are all, Super talented, yeah. super amazing, as evidenced by this match here. You know, Uemura yeah. and and Suji like just an intense, intense battle between these two um that really showcased each of their talents in a way. Showcased a bit of character as well with that, especially looking at Yoda Suji hitting that that big spear um off of the leapfrog like that was just like the most like yeah that was cool. that <laughs> is the most Suji thing that that he did in this match honestly um and it's just it, it it's setting up these like these like rivalries mm-hmm. between between the 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 returning figures here the new the new generation so to speak yeah of new japan that you know are going to be really interesting Like you already have umino and and Naruto, which we'll get to in just a second mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. like uemura and and suji like that is a that is a match that i am excited to watch. For the next decade, no matter yep, how many yep. times that they have it,
1: it, um, it it it'll just keep getting better. You can tell all, exactly. all of them like that. It'll just keep they'll just keep knowing each other better and having more history, um, and and that'll serve them really well. And this, um, I'm really sad because I don't I don't know if this if it's kind of out of turn, but like it sounds, it seems like at the beginning of their match or at the end of their match at New Year Dash, they were setting up a hair versus hair match. Oh, I hope not. I hope not, also, I, don't, I hope not. I don't no want to risk this. I know I know <laughs> after we lost Tamatanga's hair, oh my God, the, what no, Tamatanga looks great with short hair and you, but like sad very sad um, and and i I think, um, the better hair one in the Suji versus Wemura, not no disrespect to Suji's hair. beautiful, beautiful hair. but Wemura. I wish I, I had that. I would do anything to have Harold. <laughs> every time I saw him the past few days, it's just like, wow. <laughs> I, I want that hair. Wow. He just, I, I don't know. Some his his whole persona is just made so much better by that beautiful flowing hairdo. <laughs> it's so good. It's so it's something of it's something to his character. Um, that that you might not expect, I guess, because the the way his character is seems sort of like clean cut. Otherwise, Um, but yeah, great hair. Keep agreed. Don't risk it, please. No, never, never, never. Neither never. one of them. We yeah. don't need that. We don't need that kind of <laughs> grief. But yes. they they were kind of like like gesturing at each other's hair at the end of their at the end of their match at uh new year dash and i don't think anyone said anything about it but that made me sad I mean, no like but
0: that. like you watch enough wrestling you can you start to intimate mm-hmm. things and, and yeah. start to be like oh no please don't go down that road please no <laughs> no never ever ever never do that
1: you guys never. are so young you, you don't.
0: yeah you got you got ten years So you need to do a hair versus hair match, please. Mm-hmm,
1: like, come on, mm-hmm. Tanahashi oh. should do a hair versus hair match. I know that sounds like oh, <laughs> that sounds sacrilege to say, but <laughs> he is it, he, like his hair. I, we forgot to talk about Tana's hair. Oh, which yes, is, you know, as usual, prom queen hair. Lovely, um, but he has to, he's just been kind of letting it go as president. I think maybe he could. I think he could refresh it a little bit. You think maybe maybe awesome.
0: entering his Wrestle Dad era, he's starting to maybe like, you know, maybe we don't need to be as intense about the look.
1: I don't know. I love being intense. I mean, Wait, look at who you're like, talking to. Yeah. Like, the, yes, the feathers and the like his entrance gear was somehow just like more than usual. Uh, mm-hmm. So good. But yeah, I, I could see like a not a not a full getting rid of the, the long Tanahashi locks, but just sort of like a, a, I don't know, a change. Still, still something that he could style into something that you could wear as an updo to your sister's wedding in the early two thousands. Yes, that's yes. Like that.
0: yes. As long as he has enough to where he can do a couple side side braids. Yeah, uh, I think we're all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course, Uemura does get the win here. His mm-hmm. first winning his first singles match since coming back to New Japan like it, and it was really awesome to see him get the win that deadbolt suplex just looks sick i love it mm-hmm. um and yeah like i think that's a really good jumping off point for, for uemura as we continue into 2024 La- i think and it made
1: suji look like it just gave him so much shine as well even in the oh heat.
0: yes yes very much so like mm-hmm. suji has looked like a, a a star um yeah. for the better part of, of the last year honestly um, last I think the last question before we move on from this, though, I have to ask, since Uemura is now part of Just Five Guys, I have to, we talked about how Suji fits into, like, the vibe of LIJ. <laughs> how yeah. do you feel like Yu-Yi Uemura fits into the vibe of Just Five Guys? It's
1: so, it's not, um, <laughs> he's the Sonata of Just Five Guys, except Sonata's already <laughs> Sonata. in Just Five Guys. But, like, Sonata was in LIJ. Um, No, I don't know. I don't really get it um, because like even Sonata doesn't like it's like the the Suzuki gun cast offs and and not cast offs. I don't mean to be like that, but, you know, Hmm. Suzuki gun remnants and then these other two guys. So I feel like just five guys is a great way to conceptualize (laughs) that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's that that faction is just not working for
0: me. <laughs> uh, See, I think I'm on the opposite end. I love Just Five Guys <laughs> okay. because okay. it's just like the vibe is nebulous it's, in my It's mind.
1: extremely nebulous and it's also just like vaguely <laughs> threatening. Like you already die.
0: Uh, yes. Well, I mean, that, that's just Taka. Taka. <laughs> yeah, like, that's you how. Know.
1: But, like, it's... So the idea that this is, like, Taka's vision of a of a faction <laughs> is good. It's like, this is my dream. This is what I would do. Me, Taka Michinoku, who's been on every wrestling, everything, for the past, like, 20 or 30 years, this is how I've been conceptualizing <laughs> a stable of my own.
0: I just feel bad that, like... <laughs> that stable we we come like that stable formed on new year dash last year Mm -hmm. right and it was Mm -hmm. just four guys and they made all of that (laughs) just four guys merch and then like literally three months later sonata joins and they have to throw it all out and make they get another
1: guy i don't know and what if somebody leaves when will they go back to just four guys I don't know.
0: Maybe. I mean, that that's kind of what I think that was the question earlier, like, you know, about a month or, or two ago, whenever Kanemaru turned and, and joined House of Torture was like, well, now they're just down to four. What's going to happen here? And then Uemura came in as the as the new fifth guy, the new
1: fifth guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, just- want to see I just want to see where it goes. I, I feel like they're like, like high school friends <laughs> you know and like Mm -hmm. y'all went your separate ways after high school and those the three of them three of them stayed together and like went to the same uh like state college or whatever and the other two came back and you know they all love each other they all have some kind of i don't know
0: (laughs) they feel like the most sports anime faction (laughs) in japanese pro wrestling right now and i and i love it so much like yeah. just looking at how the night ended for Sonata and and like crying, we'll get to it later. But yeah. the, him crying and Taichi consoling him,
1: like that is something that I would not have expected to see like two years ago. Yeah, that's for sure. Like,
0: it's just beautiful. I I I'm a I'm I'm all in on just five guys. I okay, want, good. I want yeah. more.
1: I'm not a anti just five. Oh, guys. I'm not I'm saying at no all. More. No, I'm, I would never. <laughs> I could not. Be. Although just four, just four guys <laughs> has a certain ring to it.
0: <laughs> oh God, what's in a name? No. Um, let's let's move on to our our next match, which features two more of those um, new the the new returning stars for New Japan here: um, House of Torture, Evil, and Renata against. Shota Umino and Kaito Kiyomiya from Mm -hmm. pro wrestling Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I feel like last year we talked about like our feelings towards house of torture. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of people that are just like so sick of house of torture. Yeah. Because like every match is, is what it is. It's a Mm -hmm. house of torture match when they're involved and and all this other good stuff. Like I don't I don't think that I've that this, last year I said I was still into it. I it has not changed for me. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm still somewhat into it, especially with this new like adding Naruto to the mix and just seeing the, the transformation from like Katsuyori Shibata Jr. ran Naruto mm-hmm. that we saw last year into just fucking cackling maniacal like in like shark tooth mouthpiece, like yeah
2: yeah.
0: beast of a man that we're seeing now (laughs) as he's under evil's tutelage here. Um, I, I have to ask like, have where, where do you stand now in 2024 on, on house of torture?
1: (laughs) Well, so I, I only have so much tolerance. I think most people like only have so much tolerance. Like it's something you apply, um, thoughtfully i guess mm-hmm. they're they um as they were entering they <laughs> had the t-shirt and they were cutting it with <laughs> they were like failing to cut it with a pair of scissors um yes. that is to me what house of torture should be like they should be bumbling and <laughs> ridiculous in their in their villain villainy, villainy. Yeah. yeah um and i would like to see like m- more of that i don't know if that was intentional uh but it was hilarious. and it, it to me it was sort of like that is that's what you want like if you're gonna have a entire fucking stable of people doing this um that's how you should apply them sort of like eh, ridiculous they're they're there to get their their comeuppance yeah. you know that they they should have a little bit more comeuppance um in in my opinion and i also i narita i can't he just doesn't work for me as a heel yet mm. um I, he he probably could like i i i, it, I may very well okay. buy him as a heel at some point show i i still show still seems like he's faking to me <laughs> um like he seems like he doesn't actually like he's just like i think this is what heels do they like get all excited about doing bad things um he it, really
0: likes that wrench
1: yeah yep yeah. um <laughs> yeah and i i think it's a for someone like evil it's good evil has a particular style it's really um like salt like it's i don't solid seems like an understatement for evil because he's very good um but his style as well is lends well to this this style um mm-hmm. But show, I think he's underused there, and and I'm worried that Naruto might be too. But I haven't seen enough to know whether that's the case.
0: Yeah, I mean Naruto's time with with House of Torture is still very young. You mm-hmm. know, he just recently turned, like back in like in December. You know, so like we'll see how that develops. I I do like how it has started to develop, though. Like it's just a completely different side of Naruto that than we've seen over the last year um and i don't know it's just it's really interesting to like watch how like once you enter that sphere of influence how like this just brings out like like this sort of like goofy demon in you Mm -hmm. just to be in like the in the presence of house of torture um (laughs) right as evil and dick
1: togo make you make you a cartoon villain
0: yes exactly Mm -hmm. as evidenced by we didn't talk about this in the rambo but yo show and yo fighting over the wrench on the ramp like just yeah like i, feel I like loved that, that yes it was so good <laughs> yeah oh uh, god like that, that I, I want the... <laughs>
1: them every time i want them to see each other every big show you know mm-hmm. i will never get sick of showing yo like they're they're definitely gonna fight forever you know
0: oh for sure for sure
1: and, and i'm sure they will be a tag team again someday and it'll be beautiful mm-hmm. um but they they are gonna be tied to each other forever I think and they are so good at that like that is the the thing that show does really well is is fuck with yo. <laughs> uh, of and
2: course... I feel like it, it's oh, kind
1: of reflected in Yo's character because Yo is like just ha- has no center is totally lost as a person um, <laughs> and is like always really kind of like shaken by show so yeah, it's it's it works. They're they're still kind of like in each other's orbit, even though they're they're separate. Um, but I kind of only like show as a foil to you these days.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm sure we're gonna get more of that down the line for sure, and mm-hmm. and I'm ex- I'm excited to see more of it. Definitely. Um, I'm curious to ask you, you know, because Kaito Kiyomiya has been spending a lot of time in New Japan. Mm-hmm. here this year you know he's in the g1 um yep. and and i think he was he was in you know the, um, he was in tag league as well um obviously i don't know like how how much you have watched like pro Wrestling noah in like the past or anything like that but like um like what's been your your what are you what's your vibe that you're getting from 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 kaito kiyomiya from what you've seen of him
1: I I actually I haven't seen that much of him. I've liked the seeing the people from Noah in New Japan. I think they add um a really interesting flavor. Um they they like still feel like outsiders even though like you said Kemia has been in so many different um New Japan shows and um tournaments and stuff. I I don't know. They they still at new year's dash too they the the noah guys they still have this feel like they're they're treated like a like a kind of outsider sort of i don't know i Mm -hmm. i I like i like that because they're they're within the they're very much there they're very much part of the like i don't know i'm not expressing this well (laughs) um but i i like it i haven't seen enough I, I think to to really know, but I think they're. I want to see m- more of that, and I just love that the the companies are seem to be collaborating so much. Um, like there's such collaboration with Noah and um, with AEW, and I really I really want to see more of that in wrestling.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a completely like new landscape in a way for for Japanese pro wrestling now. You know with yeah. like. New Japan and All Japan and NOAA kind of coming together and, you know, mm-hmm. like forming this sort of coalition, you know, and and, and working together. And even like, you know, we, we didn't bring it up, but like um, Hayato showing up in, in the Rambo too, like, you know, coming back mm-hmm. from, from Michinoku Pro. Like, it's, you know, it's just really cool to see like this, this like growing relationship between all the companies, considering how historically divided all of mm-hmm. that has been not to mention new <laughs> yeah. Japan's reputation historically for doing cross promotional work, you right. know, especially like shout out to UWFI. Um, So like that, that's been really cool for me to see. I think pairing him up with, with Umino here was a, uh, a made for a really fun match just because obviously the story going into this is, you know, the rivalry between Umino and Narita, you know, after Mm -hmm. Narita turned on Umino during tag, at the end of tag league to join house of torture. And just like this house of torture being this like puzzle box that Umino just cannot figure out. Even whenever he wins matches against them, he just cannot figure figure Mm -hmm. out how to like really solve this definitively. And it just keeps playing on like his psyche and his even down to like his, you know, as like the commentators explained and like this the story here, like his even his like commitment to pro wrestling in a way. <laughs> like it's just like
1: Yeah. Let's he's... be real.
0: Umano's not gonna leave the not gonna leave pro wrestling. Right. But right. you can see it like in his eyes, like after like after those matches mm-hmm. with House of Torture, just like how it just like cuts deeper than anything that that we've seen so far
1: yeah he's he's so um he's so like just he's so wrestling he he you can tell by the way he moved he grew up doing this like when he was a child seriously just when you he grew up seriously training as a wrestler when he was a child like the way that you can tell when people um start doing a physical like a sport or something as children And they as young, you know, like before they're in puberty and stuff like that, the way it sort of like makes it their their movements look so natural. And so like they literally grew up doing this. Um, He has that look to him. He looks like he's just this is how he moves. Um, And (laughs) so he is so and, and he has that like super duper baby face that like, you know, shining star coming in on a motorcycle so cool <laughs> uh personality and and he for someone like that i feel like a group like house of torture would be so infuriating <laughs> um like this is not what wrestling is supposed to be like um so it's it he, it's good that that's being set up long term that they're sort of his, um his the bane of his existence <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, it, it definitely it definitely is, and and I I love the continuation of that here. As you know, they get like Narita and and Evil get the win here, but it's I think by the first use I've ever seen of a push up bar,
1: yeah, uh, mm-hmm.
0: as a weapon in pro wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. oh sorry, excuse me. As as the commentary pointed out, a steel plate reinforced push up bar. <laughs> Yes,
1: it was. (laughs) He made sure to show the crowd. Yes, it's a steel plate. Yes.
0: Um, I don't know. Like, I I understand why some people are are tired of like the House of Torture antics. I do. I I I understand. It's
1: very one note. It's it's yeah yeah. It's used too much, but I think
0: I think it works for me just because it is like something different from anything else that you're getting on mm. a new japan card mm. now whenever mm-hmm. you have more than one house of torture match on a show yeah maybe then like i can i'm like okay i i got i got my one thing from this like mm-hmm. I'm, i think i'm okay mm-hmm. for, right for for the night you know i can but I can yeah
1: just... i i like to hear some house of torture defending though that's good because yeah. i don't I don't hear that much of it.
0: I might be the only one.
1: <laughs> so I I saw one person with the House of Torture towel in oh. the audience.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I need. All right. I need to find out who that person is, and we can, <laughs> we, can we can get. Yeah, New and Year's and Dash. Had. They,
1: you know how they pan out over the audience when they get their towels out during the entrance. There yes. was one. There was one House of Torture. <laughs> no.
0: Well, I I know I know who to hit up whenever I finally make the trek over to Tokyo. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I don't know that that match was, was fun for me, but I think even better well, was the following match because you brought him up earlier, Tama Fucking Tonga, yeah, and Shingo Takagi for the never open weight championship. Um hard, obviously, hard to go
1: wrong, you just have to say that premise and yep, yeah.
0: God, so good. This match was... Uh, I think this was, like, top two or three match of the night for me, honestly. These two just, you know... I, I love what Tamatanga has, like, evolved into, like, post-GOD. Yeah. Especially, like, competing over the last, like, couple of years in this, like, never-open-weight division. um, And really, like, coming into his own as a singles wrestler. um in a lot of people's eyes, like, it's just really, it's been really awesome to see. And, you know, and also just to see how that's kind of forced him to evolve a lot of, a lot of his like in ring work as well in his approach to things like going up against somebody like Shingo, like, but like, I think if you look back to like when he was teaming with his brother, with G.O.D., like you don't think of Tamatanga as like someone who, whose style kind of caters to like what the never open weight championship kind of represents. Right.
1: He had, I mean, he had moments in. um When the bullet club was still, when he was still in the bullet club, um, he had a few singles matches and he really showed what he could do there. Um, And he was like, was he in the G1? Yeah. Year? He was or in was, the G1 for, yeah. for a few years there. Yeah. um, And, and he was great there. So I, I think. He he really lends himself well to that never open weight class um, and, and kind of always, I think he has for a while actually, um, mm-hmm. but he never, he hadn't gotten the opportunities to, like he was a singles, it was like they put him in the G1 because they needed somebody in that block um, and not because they wanted to give him an opportunity as a singles wrestler. So I think that he's been getting those opportunities is well, well-deserved.
0: Yeah, I I am right there with you. I think usually whenever he was in the G one was when you would see like the the glimpses of that. Mm-hmm. But he just every time the G one ended, he would just go back to being more of a, a tag team wrestler. And to see like this like post bullet club Tomatonga really get to embrace that that aspect of him and show what he can do. Not to mention like in this match, like going through all of like the major hits of yeah. the Bullet Club finishers, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately ending with like you know the DSD, which you know, obviously the j Driller big tribute with the Briscoes there, mm-hmm. close relationship with the Briscoes that that he mm-hmm. he has like, um, this match just it, him and Shingo just click so well.
1: They do. Yeah. Um, they their styles mesh really really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like this is this was exactly I think what you want out of a never open weight championship match yep. with some really awesome like counter work too i feel like this this match though obviously has like some added context to it because of like the news that the tamatanga like talked about heading into it you know this is going to be his last month with new japan he wants to be closer to his family
1: did he say that before or did he i I thought he said that in the post-match
0: after it might have been after i I didn't hear
1: about it until the post-match but um it yeah Okay. Which is yeah. it's strange that they put the put the belt on him, but um not not bad. I don't hate it. It oh, means no. that he'll get to have some kind of interesting cool match on his way out. So
0: I'm very curious to see what that is. Obviously like looking at New Year Dash, like the the next opponent is going to be evil. Mm-hmm. Um but like I don't know. Like it's just it's an interesting idea. And to see where that they they take it, like it, it has like this air of mystery to it that um you don't always get in in pro wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. or at least pro wrestling doesn't always execute it well. And I don't know, like I'm I it's got me genuinely curious to see not only what, what happens with that belt before he leaves the company, but what's next for Tomatonka.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm interested and I'm also like he and Shingo have kind of traded that belt. Other people have had it, but he and Shingo have kind of like traded it back and forth and they've really elevated it. They've really made it much more. Um, I might have mentioned this last year, but uh, Shingo had that had that feud with Tanahashi when he first when he first started, um, at, at, like first got the never open weight and he was like, Tana was like, oh, I can't believe I have to challenge for the never title. Oh, my God. And Shingo was like, you better fucking put some respect on the never open weight title. People go to war for this thing. And you don't like like you don't deserve to be with the like people who are like hungry and scrappy in the locker room back there who wanna who would give anything to get a shot at this title. Um that was cool as hell. <laughs> um and it set up like a really good arc for the never open weight title itself, I thought. Um and and Tamatanga too like took it really seriously um and was you know like was a they they made it they made it really great and it was a good if that had to be the send off i think it was a really a really good one
0: yeah if if that is his last like appearance in the tokyo dome mm-hmm. like i think it, he solidified a legacy even more yeah. so and he's he's matter.
1: loved there he's very appreciate it I, I don't know what do you think he's gonna what do you think is like do you think he's gonna still wrestle do you think
0: I think he'll still wrestle I' would be very curious to see like obviously I think there will be interest from aew
1: yeah
0: just because of the the connection that 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 company has with new Japan you know um I I I imagine there will be interest from in WWE there as well probably um yeah. i mean i could even see impact having interest i don't know if like the the financials work out there for that to happen but you know like
1: i think he'd be great in i think yeah tna
0: <laughs> yes tna uh. sorry i have to get used to saying that again now <laughs> mm-hmm. tna uh. he would be great i think he'd be a great addition for tna he would i also think he could just like at this point in his career like he could just pick his shots and have like a yeah really stellar indie
1: run too. that would be great too yeah I, I kind of feel like they would make him go to nxt if he went to wwe um uh, that
0: would be a travesty
1: it would be but like they make they you know they made fucking like devit and nakamura and no Sami i mean Zayn, i'm not disagreeing you know, like, with you at all yeah I'm i know just... i know you're not it's just <laughs> like i'm kind of saying like come on man don't do it <laughs> yeah, yeah like if uh it's it's standard to make people from different companies go through nxt and i hated seeing kushida in nxt he was great but like he deserved much better um i just haven't loved the way that it's gone for people who have gone over to wwe so yeah i think he could do really well in aw um or he could get totally lost in the shuffle there
0: i mean i feel like it's a Inevitability that if you go to AEW at some point you are going to be lost in the shuffle just because of like how much um talent they have signed mm-hmm. over there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like everybody gets cycled out like so quickly that like, you know, at some point like that's going to happen, I think, yeah. to anybody that goes there. Sure. I think if if he signs my perfect scenario for Samatanka is he signs with TNA, and then that still leaves him plenty of time to have that the indie
1: run that he deserves mm-hmm. to have in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he knows? could still go to New J- New Japan and AEW that way too.
0: Exactly, he could still yeah. show up on those New Japan of America cards yep. very easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen like TNA and New Japan have really made a. Um, a habit of co promoting shows here in the States together. Yep. You know, those multiverse yep. United shows from last year were like really, really fun. And I think that you know that would be a, a perfect way to keep Tamatanga in like that new Japan conversation and still have yeah. some of those those styles of matches with his with yeah.
1: opponents. So yeah, I think he could bring something there that like kind of already exists in AEW um and isn't appreciated in WWE. So yeah. Our oh. pick for you, Tamatanga. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. For for as much as that is worth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or like fucking never wrestle again and enjoy your life with your family.
0: That too. Nothing wrong That's, with that. I could that. say I, that
1: to any wrestler that that leaves, like just, you know. <laughs> if they decide to do that, I I I support them and love that.
0: Yes, for sure. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to LGBT in the ring. We're just going to take a quick break here to let you know uh, ways that you can support the show. And say thank you to some very rad people that help make this show uh, as amazing as it is. Um, first off, if you would like to support the show, we are on Patreon now. Patreon.com slash LGBT ring pod. Multiple tiers there for everyone that feels so moved to support this show. We've got numerous, uh, patron benefits over there, uh, including bonus shows that are going to be coming out on uh, monthly, uh, round table of those sort of things. So, uh, definitely go over and check us out uh, again, patreoncom slash LGBT ring pod, every single dollar that is, uh, Pledge there to support the show is very, very humbling, and we thank you. We also have a, a merch store over on BrainBuster Tees. Go to brainbustertees.com and search LGBT in the ring. Uh, we got t shirts, tank tops, all kinds of good stuff, and you know, always looking at some new things as well. But uh, definitely check us out on BrainBuster Tees there as well. You can follow the show on social media as well. We're everywhere. Um, that we have accounts, we're at Ringpod. that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, co-host, <laughs> Mastodon, whatever. We're there. Uh, so follow the show there. You can follow me at WonderboyOTM on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. We also want to give a huge thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme, uh, Formula 666, from the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, or you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp. Another great way to support the show uh, is over at independentwrestling.tv. Check out IWTV. For the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide, you can use our code LGBT RingPod, or visit uh, the URL tinyurl.com/iwtvLGBT. And uh, whenever you, uh, as long as you use that code to open your account and keep that active, we get a kickback from iwtv. So your subscription to watch all the great wrestling that we talk about on this show. Uh, goes to support the show as well. Thumbs up there. Of course, if you want to read more of my progressing writing, you can check out outsports.com. And if you are into video games, I also co-host a video game news uh, Twitch stream every Monday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's called the Mr. Video Game Super Show. Um, I co-host that with uh, two dear friends and Twitch streamers, uh, Kite and Lady LadyMeroine. Um, just run through the, the week's gaming news or we throw on a game and play and just have fun and be dumb. It's, it's great, but uh, you can check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash dead sun, entertainment sun, like the star. With that said, let's get back to the show. Let's let's jump back into some tag team talk here, because
1: okay.
0: IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, as well as the NJPW Strong Openweight Tag Team Championships. got fucking mouthfuls of names for yeah. fucking title belts there. Both on the line as Bishamon, Yoshihashi, and Hiroki Goto take on El Fantasmo and Hikaleo. Mm-hmm. Um... If you had told me that Hikaleo and ELP were going to be competing for the IWGP Tag Team Championships at Wrestle Kingdom last year when we when we spoke, yeah, um, I I cannot tell you how much I would have not believed you.
1: Yeah, um, that would that's yep. <laughs> but it were <laughs> It like totally works. It it oh, really yeah. works.
0: It clicks so well. Like yeah. I, I have loved this journey that, that Phantasmo has been on over the yeah. last year. You know, getting kicked out of Bullet Club, like, you know, really standing up to them and then finding compatriots with the with the G O D crew, mm-hmm. linking up with Hikoleo, and you know, like it's just been like a, a new side to Phantasmo that we're mm-hmm. seeing. And and right alongside like the continued development of Hikileo, who is like leaps and bounds from where he was like two three years ago. At uh, this point, yeah, he
1: was like a technically a young lion for like a, a while when he was still on cards and everything, right? Yeah, like
0: yeah, I mean he got treated <clears throat> a little bit different than the other young lions, obviously, just because mm-hmm. you know.
1: I think when COVID started, family. they had to they had to like kind of make him a little like young lion plus
0: yeah but but yeah like he is so he, he he has just grown so much into like the role that i think new japan wanted him to have and and it's been amazing to watch and this team with him and and phantasmo like it has clicked so well and not only that but their chemistry with with yoshihashi and hiroki goto is off the charts. I mean, I don't know if if you saw the the uh the tag league final with them. Um, they went. I like did not. F- they went like forty minutes.
1: Yeah, I heard that. I heard it was, it was awesome. Like I heard amazing. it was a banger. Yeah, I'm so glad Yoshihashi gets to do things now. Yes. Yes.
0: Ah. We always, always, always a,
1: always a Yoshihashi promoter here. Headhunter
0: yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. in this house. Mm-hmm. I we,
1: we've when it was an unpopular opinion we loved Yoshihashi. Yes. Now that the people are on our side, we still love Yoshihashi. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. We, we we're glad that the, the community has finally joined the yeah. right side of this argument.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yes. And like and honestly that's kind of like the story of all four of these of all four yeah. of these these men in this match. You know, it's like yeah. people that were sort of slept on by a lot of people. For, for a that's long Goto's time.
1: entire thing. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, that's Goto's entire fucking like, career.
1: It, yeah, yeah. It's sad. It's kind of sad to say that, but it it is like his. That's who he. That's his character. Yeah, mm.
0: but but him and Yoshihashi, this tag team, this Bishamon tag team, like is really like breathed new life into mm-hmm. both of their careers and is like helped them reach this. This pinnacle that i don't think even the people that that love them like us i don't even know if we would have seen them reaching like this high of a point
1: yeah you know? i i would have thought yeah i would have thought like they were often like we need somebody to to like have a match with god so they can defend their titles or whatever and it would be yoshihashi and goto um it, they were always sort of like well you guys are have been attacked like sort of how evil and sonata were like well you always hear they they probably had who knows how many matches with evil and sonata um but to see them be an actual tag team with like real chemistry and stuff and still doing the like sushi's on my the like hey that like they're yeah. still that's that i love that thing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't they, you can't have their the weird two of
0: them together. oh yeah exactly you can't have the two of them together without without some of that mm-hmm. weird creeping through mm-hmm. you know, no matter how how serious they want to be with their with their little with their staffs yeah on their walk out and everything <laughs> like that you know oh Yoshi like catcher's gear
1: what um, yeah
0: <laughs> but but no like i i like, obviously like i was enamored by the tag league final match you running it back like just a few weeks mm. later here in, in the Tokyo Dome. I'm gonna be enamored with it again. It was a completely different style of match than the, mm. that 40 minute one was, but it still worked so well. Um, I love the finish of having the roles reversed on the Super Thunder Kiss sixty-five with yeah with that was the Hikaleo coming off the top rope.
1: <laughs> it was a little bit uh unnatural for Hikuleo, but Yes, it it was it was good. It was a good shout out, I guess. I, I thought it was cute.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a good it was a good moment. I think for and for having him, him get that. the pin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it just really felt like like the proper like coming out party for Hikaleo. Mm-hmm. um. And obviously, like Fantasma has really been building himself up over over the last year to be you know. Especially now that he's competing in the heavyweight division too, you know, for as much as, you know, K non K you really want to like look at that delineation, like he's being taken seriously. Yeah. Now in, in in that instance by by the company. And that's a really cool thing to see as well. You know, they especially... they did the
1: right thing with him, you know, like they mm-hmm. realized how much people liked him and how good he was. Um, and they like adapted. So i i I appreciate i just appreciate whenever anyone can can make that call successfully
0: yeah no i i'm I'm right there with you like this this was you know everything that i wanted from this match like and you know i think i'm excited to see what fantasma hikaleo continue to do i'm excited to see what they do apart from each other as well like now they're Getting established, like what are they? What are their singles runs going to look like? What is mm-hmm. what does GOD look like now with no Tamatanga in in right. the company either? And like,
1: is there GOD? <laughs> like, where's I mean, Tangaloa? Yeah, I don't know where he is. I, I maybe there's maybe I missed it, but um, he
0: came back for the G one this year, but he hasn't okay. really been around since since G one season.
1: So mm, okay,
0: um, yeah, like that that knee injury is apparently right. Been a thing Ugh. for him, which really sucks, but um, but yeah, like you know, technically, like I, I don't know if they're actually like at the stable is god, but like you know, Fantasmo and, and Hiko are right there alongside Tama and Jado, like they're they're they are somewhat of a unit. So now mm-hmm. with like Kama being gone, like I don't know, I'm just curious to see like what kind of evolution we see from for these two, also with the ex with the, the absence of Tama Tonga
1: there too. yeah i think it'll give them even more of a of a spotlight oh yeah i hope anyway
0: i that's my hope as well for sure um and they um maybe oh, i should
1: we talk about it later but they were great in the, new year dash as well
0: oh yes they were awesome. i they don't were know if we
1: should talk about new that dash. now or later but that was i loved their new year dash match as yes. well
0: yeah we we can you know let's fuck it let's talk about it a little bit here hey. because like i feel like that that was uh obviously like they they wrestled um uh God the names is me Oscar uh Lube and um Yuto Nakashima in their send-off match ahead of their yeah, dispersion. which was
1: announced right at the beginning of the match. I love that kind of thing yes,
0: like mm-hmm. that is that is another thing that I absolutely love about like the training system the new Japan has is just like how. The idea, like this idea of like sending off someone to excursion, like the crowd knows what that means and they mm-hmm. respond to it in kind. And like you can see the pride that the wrestlers take in having the crowd respond in that way. And it just gives like this extra added fire to like prove something in that yeah. final match before they go away for however long they're going to be gone. Um, like and and you saw it with, with Oscar and <laughs> with Oscar and Yuto in this match, like they they just they rose to the occasion against,
1: against they really were good a good match for the tag team champions that's yeah. great they were they were good like it didn't look like a remedial sort of thing it, you know there was boston crabs and everything but it, it looked like a good wrestling match they they are ready to go i, I felt bad that the crowd was chanting for elp and the <laughs> and not the young lions. <laughs>
2: uh, I, um that
1: that was the first time I've ever I, I've seen them before, but since I haven't really been watching much, the first time I've ever seen either of them wrestle. Um and apparently they're going together on on excursion. Is that what they said? I that's possible.
0: I'm not hundred percent sure. Hmm. Um there because like they I would not be surprised. Like they seem to really jealous attack team. Um, I'm curious to see where they go if they do go together, like mm. you know i i have a feeling the u k might be a good spot for them to land
1: that makes sense, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Lube is german, yes yeah they're that i think the Europe scene would be cool for them,
0: yeah, I think so I think so i i i would also i don't know it would be interesting to see either of them on like on excursion in America too, mm-hmm. especially, I don't know. There's something about the, that moment with Hiko and Oscar, like standing like nose to nose and like Trey, like trying to like choke slam each other.
1: That was you, so cool.
0: <laughs> you rarely see anyone stand like eye to eye with mm-hmm. Hiko and new Japan pro wrestling. And the fact that they have a dude like Oscar who can do that, like, look, I, I'm not sitting here advocating for like a, a big man strategy in a company, but like if you got two, got to love a
1: big man. Yeah. Oh,
0: who doesn't love a big man?
1: Uh, we, we both do. I know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, like the, like uh, that, that match was felt really special. And then like the post match as well, despite Fantasmo continually telling them to shut his music off and they never, they're never doing it.
1: Yeah. That um, was sweet
0: yeah like that was throwing them to the
1: corners and everything Mm -hmm. and i just love the 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 future of big man (laughs) wrestling you know like um in the in the era of WWE where they were popular they kind of just like lumbered around and chucked people around and kind of stomped and everything um and and these guys are so different they're they're like so comfortable in their in their bodies and with their abilities Um. Lance Archer is that, is that kind of big, big guy too. Um, but you know, it's like a kind of different take is the wrong word, but it's a different style of, of big dude wrestling. And I I definitely don't mind a big man stomping around the ring and throwing people around and stuff, but I also am really intrigued by these big guys that can do like Rana's and stuff like that, like, (laughs) and really move. It's awesome. Yeah. And like, and Oscar seems like he's right in that mold too.
0: Oh yeah. I mean he's even I feel like he's even more agile than Higaleo is at yeah. this point. Yeah. That that's amazing to think with with his size like they 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 found somebody like special I think in, mm-hmm. in Oscar and I'm very curious to see how he develops over over excursion. Same same with Nakashima though. Like Nakashima I I love the comparison like the commentary made where like like Compared him to like a young Shinya Hashimoto Mm. in a way because, like, you can see it, it's not fully there yet, but you can see like that influence there a bit. Of like, Mm -hmm. and that excites me as someone who really, really enjoyed watching Shinya Hashimoto.
1: (laughs) That's that, that's before my time as a wrestling fan, yeah. Um. And, and I guess I don't know enough of the... I haven't gone to the tapes enough on, on Nakajima, but...
0: Do you like dudes who kick people's heads off?
1: Uh, you know that I do.
0: Okay, you'll like Shinya Hashimoto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well... All right. I think we've come to another annual tradition on this show. Mm. We got to talk about Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. We gotta talk about, her, talk about How she's fit.
1: He just keeps he keeps upping his game.
0: He does. He does. Um, <laughs> Rachel, how many eyeballs? Oh. How many eyeballs can you fit onto this man's jacket?
1: I, I mean, he innovates every year in terms of eyeballs on a jacket that one person can wear. Mm-hmm. You think that he's reached a pinnacle, and then the next year he outdoes himself and he has more eyeballs. This year, the eyeballs sort of were like some of them seem to like move on their own or they had, they were on like little springy things. So they looked a little bit animated, um, which is, you know, different. it's sort of, or like ha- improved over years past. And he also had some like insect legs or something on yeah, his I back.
0: Tell, I couldn't tell if those were insect legs or tentacles or like what was going yeah, on. Or like,
1: like the bony wings or I, they were the way they were mm-hmm. either way, whatever they were great. Um, and the, the eyeballs, I mean, they, they, he really, he really brought it with the eyeballs this year. (laughs) He he really like, you, you wonder how he's going to do better. And he did. And he, he like was serious about it this year, you know? Oh, very much so. I mean, he had the mask and everything. Yeah. And, and, um, he got, he got attacked while he was still wearing it. Um, and (laughs) It looked great because it like the eyeballs like sort of folded around <laughs> Despi. <laughs> um, if
0: there's one person who is not going to give a fuck about hurting some eyeballs, yeah, it is Despi.
1: It yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Real quick, I have to I have to ask. Okay, so who who was more fashion iconic here, Hiromu with the eyeballs or Despi with cornrows?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Two different looks. Despi is kind of understated, and he brought in the red. Mm-hmm. Um, which, kind of an
0: open-back mask, too. Yeah,
1: I around. think I've, I think he's done that before, but the the, the red is new. Yeah. I, I think I've seen cornrows on him before. I'm not sure. Um, it's hard to say. They're two very different styles. Despi more understated. Haromu obviously, loud and out there. Um, but appreciate them both. I, I got to say, Hiromu... Like, Hiromu's so much more effort and uh stuff (laughs) in in his though Mm. and what how is he going to top it next year
0: that's always the question Mm -hmm. that's always the question and only one person knows
1: only one person has the imagination to make that happen too.
0: exactly i
1: mean
0: he took he took his his mota catchphrase (laughs) to uh To new heights. Yes.
1: Always, (laughs) always moto with that guy.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, of course. El Desperado, Hurubo Takahashi, junior heavyweight championship match. I mean, come on. This is like Mm -hmm. the quintessential rivalry of this era of the junior heavyweight division at this point. And again, these two did not disappoint.
1: They never do. They're great. Uh, They're now like fully cemented as foils in this division like if hiromo is the junior ace his his nemesis is going to be desperado it's good um yeah. and and i i feel like i have very little to say about it just because like it was a the good match that they put on against like they just always put on emotional like intense bangers so no this definitely- was that
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. I feel like just the added context of like the, the year that Hiromu has had heading into this, and you know, approaching that like record-setting number of defenses for the title. Yeah, heading yeah. Into, and heading into this, and like it just it just feeds more and more into this rivalry. Yeah. That, that we've had, and and a rivalry that has had such like you mentioned intense and emotional moments. Like I always go back to. You know the match you know where despy's mask gets ripped
2: and he yeah just... that
1: was awesome oh my that was god. so cool that's one of the best the coolest things i've ever seen happen like Same. in a wrestling match ever just the way that he like had his hair in front of his face and he ripped it off himself yeah mm-hmm.
0: god it's just like i it's just this thought of like i'm gonna show you my true face and then yeah. kick yours in you fucking piece of shit
1: and <laughs> and after that Hiuma was like, I know who you are under that mask and I hate you yep that's hard
0: <laughs> that's very hard <laughs> um I, I I I'm right there with you I think the main thing that stands out to me from this match is just how like obviously we've seen like Desperado get like those like solid Definitive wins over Hiromu in in moments like this in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But it just felt like this was even more of like a. It reminded me somewhat, obviously different because of the like the length of the match. But whenever Hiromu came back from excursion, and dethroned Kushida that first time at mm-hmm. Sakura Genesis, you know whenever he.
1: I love that match. It's, like, four minutes long. It's so good.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's just, like, this was, like, Desperado being, like, no, I am going to put you in the ground. Yep, yep. I am going to show you what I can do to you. Like, you don't get
1: to be the junior ace without me in your way. Like, I have to be part of your story is is basically, like, how uh, Desperado has treated him, and he's forced Hiromu to treat him the same way. Like, he even... (laughs) He even called out Dragon Lee, <laughs> was yes. like in WWE, um, <laughs> which I imagine was just to piss off Hiromu. I, I don't know why else he would do that. Um, like he's so like I'm gonna be in your face when you're everywhere you go. I'm gonna be right behind you and that kind of thing. And he's forced Hiromu to acknowledge him in that way and to consider him truly his rival and everything. Um, and they're they're just such good foils for each other um and they both have this sort of like lostness to them to their character that is totally different from each other but uh plays into their like insecurities and stuff as wrestlers as as their personas really really well i i love them as a match i'll always like that
0: yeah and i think i think this past year especially for desperado has fed into that idea of like you know lostness in a way mm-hmm. you know with the disbanding of suzuki gun and with, like, his partnership with, with Suzuki and, and Narita dissolving, you know, in a way, it's just kind of, like, left him as, like, this, you know, like, floating ship, in a mm-hmm. way, in New Japan. And not just in New Japan, too. Like, we've seen him, like, branch out into, like, much more, like, the deathmatch world this past year. Like, he was in Tournament of Survival at GCW this past year. Um, You know, like, he, he had the obviously like last year there was a huge match with Jun uh, Kasai mm-hmm. you know that produced one of the most emotional moments in pro wrestling in like recent pro wrestling history for for me personally like um what what like, was
1: that I actually didn't see that
2: match
0: that was uh, at the end of the match like Jun you know this deathmatch legend in Japan like basically told like Desperado he was like um you know i i had to learn that you know i i'm not wrestling to die like i'm wrestling to live and i see i love
1: when people when deathmatch wrestlers say shit like that especially from june's yeah. high that's great
0: and yeah. then he like looked at deathby it's like i see in you that you are wrestling to die
1: yep yep
0: yeah and okay
1: like, i d- I did see that now that you yeah. say it that's like, that's so fuck. cool and he's yes. right yeah. and and for that to come from him specifically mm-hmm. you're right that is emotional
0: yeah just, <laughs> fuck. it gets me every time
1: yeah. Dusty has that. And it's great because his first challenger apparently is going to be his former tag team partner, right? Yeah. It, it's,
0: a, it's a weird kind of mix right now because like Watto challenged him and then Kanamaru challenged him and then Sho challenged him. Okay. As well. So I only multi- saw
1: Kanamaru.
0: Yeah. So okay. the, there's multiple options there. But yes, I think him and. Him and Kanemaru, uh, would be. That is a match that I am very much looking forward to whenever it happens. Yes, because of, of the history there, obviously.
1: And Kanemaru just doesn't get enough uh, opportunity to to show what he can do, and he's so good. Like yeah. I think he is. At least the last time I saw him wrestle, maybe he's changed, but he's really good. And I would love to see him do get a little bit more character work. And he's always in a tag team or in a group or whatever. Um, but he's really good when he gets to be on his own. Anytime he's been in the best of the super juniors and everything, he puts on great matches all the time. I'd be excited yeah. to see that. But I'd, I'd also love all of those other challengers as well. Yeah. Except like I, I think I want to see Despy beat Kanemaru, and I, I really love the other two. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about them losing.
0: No, I can I can understand that. I, I think Desby Not show beat was...
1: <laughs> Show Show... Doesn't deserve it right now.
2: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> no. I I I'm looking forward to the Kanamaru match, whenever it does eventually happen. I'm curious yeah. to see because I haven't seen Kanamaru in a singles match since joining House of Torture. I'm curious to see like how like the House of Torture element works yeah. into a Kanamaru match as well. He seems like he's
1: just still condom but in House of Torture. Like he still has the yeah. whiskey and everything. And he's still just the same kind of asshole. <laughs> I think it kind of fits in House of Torture, but his character has barely changed. He just has a different t-shirt. Yep.
0: Yeah, and now he's got black and white pants instead of just black pants. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, this is, I, I love all of the different, like roads that we can take, because obviously Hiromu was also was probably going to be on
2: mm-hmm.
0: the down the line too. Oh yeah, even though Hiromu did say he would, this he, this was going to be the last time he would wrestle Des, El Desperado. If not it, in the main event, not in the main event. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, speaking of fucking violence, though, David Finley, Will Ospreay. John Moxley, the to crown the first ever NJ uh, IWGP global championship champion. Show, champion. Um, obviously, the US belt is no more. Um, and we have a new belt here. And um, I this might be the most I've seen somebody bleed a New Japan ring since the last time John Moxley was in New Japan.
1: I hate blood, but you knew what you were going to get with this match, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah you gotta have one Un- until new year bro. dash until new year dash <laughs> when oh everybody God. was bleeding
2: oh okay, some
1: yeah. reason um we'll yeah no there talk was about that for sure, yeah for sure. <laughs> um the that match was it was a little bit disjointed to me um and i three-way matches are always tough um to make a make a dynamic happen and they they had a good one where it was like okay david finley you're not actually a serious person here um but like also only david finley works for new japan pro wrestling
0: yes (laughs) you get if you if you read through like the tea leaves you definitely knew where things were going here but the journey there was pretty fun i will agree with you like three way matches in in new japan specific are always are a little bit you know clunkier i think than in other places even though you have three you know you have three foreigners in this match where like the, those three ways are more happening more often they have more experience in that sort of thing but you know you're in front of an audience that is you know is not it's not a common thing to see so there yeah. is some like novelty to it but also it can be a bit Weird structurally in a way, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I think they navigated that pretty well for the most part. Um, especially you know having the 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 War Dogs Coglin and um and Gabe Kid come down and interfere, and you get that moment with Osprey, you know, putting uh Alex Coglin's ass through a table, um,
1: in inside, yes, table. inside
0: a table is this like cradled like <laughs> a little baby,
1: yeah. <laughs> God, they their tables in new japan yeah. they never have improved those things no no
0: and honestly like i don't think they ever will
1: no <laughs> there's something about the way that they something about those is good to them <laughs> they seem so painful yeah. um yeah i it was hard because first of all the crowd was like so into will osprey um And it was like, honestly, I loved seeing that just because it it always moves. You can like hear. It's always hard. Like sometimes the the commentary would be like the crowd's on fire and you can barely hear them in the in the uh, mix of the audio. But Mm -hmm. when when Osprey's when the elevated at the end where it goes Osprey, Osprey, like the whole Tokyo, it was insane how loud it was that they were cheering for him. Um, And i i just love moments like that i'm i'm always gonna no matter who is receiving those moments <laughs> i always <laughs> love them um but but like it was a little hard because finlay wasn't quite like i'm winning this and i hate you all fuck you sort of like ch- champ he was you know he was i don't know the he was in a weird place with the with the crowd i felt Mm -hmm. and like they kind of just like didn't care about him but they also didn't like him but you know they I I don't know I love David Finlay and I really wanted the crowd to be on his side and also he was great in this match um and he he's another one who I never wanted to be a heel but he's doing great with it um and I, I thought they were all very good but it was just kind of like the crowd didn't seem to quite buy it yet
0: yeah, I I think part of that was because like Finley's in was in there with like two people of like the star caliber in the audience size, like right. Moxley and Osprey. Obviously, you know this was a a huge point to elevate him, you know, with winning this championship and um and you know having him like kind of start this 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 tirade point of like being the real world champion. Because he has this this global championship now and that sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. which is always fun. Like I've I've really liked the the transition of Finley into like this leader of Bullet Club. Like I like yeah. what like this new attitude has also kind of influenced the new attitude of of Bullet Club through the War Dogs faction of it. Like mm-hmm. it's just this 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 just like this unhinged chaos that can come from them <laughs> yeah. at any time, as evidenced by New Year Dash. Um, but like. He rose to the occasion in this match. It can be very easy to get lost in a match where you're in there with, with people like Moxley and, and Osprey. And yeah. And he held his own for sure. He totally he, did. Yeah. I thought he was great. And I think that was the, the big takeaway for me. That and also how they played off of like a lot of the tropes of the three-way match mm-hmm. in a lot of interesting ways. Yeah. You know, and, and subverted some of that stuff too. Like, you know, you had Finley like throwing Osprey out of the ring to try and steal a pin doesn't that doesn't work Mm -hmm. you have a lot of like really like fast-paced like you know countering into finishers you know with them like like Mm -hmm. i i do not understand how osprey like throws that hidden blade as quickly as he can sometimes
1: oh it looks Um, he did it so many different cool ways too yeah um and they had you also had the like two people ganging up on the third person um which is always good when you know that he's going to eventually win um that they spent the first 10 minutes just beating the shit out of him yes (laughs) Um, (laughs) that did bring the crowd over to his side but uh like i I, i'm with you that's a really good point the like just exploring all the tropes of the three-way match um and all those people are just so seasoned and they knew they knew exactly where to be and what to do and just really polished and will osprey was the only one who took advantage of the awesome like screens that they had for the entrance mm-hmm. like i really wanted more people to do things with that he's the only one who had that super dramatic weird entrance with you know i i wish more people had those those screens were so cool the way they had them set up with the different shapes and sizes and stuff like mm-hmm.
0: i also like obviously this is also this is also a huge moment for osprey because you know he's leaving new japan you know, yeah. he signed with aw february He's out mm-hmm. um and, and going over to the States. So like like that entrance, you know, as much as as much as we have criticized Will Ospreay on this show, mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. duly warranted criticism of Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um seeing like how they utilize the screens in that entrance to really celebrate his entire like career and the mm-hmm. growth of will osprey over the years in new japan to like this internationally recognized yep. like star yep. that he is now mm-hmm. was really poignant um to see
1: yeah and even the assassin's creed thing <laughs> um <laughs> yes he, he like really early on in Japan career he did assassin's creed style thing you know he did it in i think best of super juniors uh one year he was he had a really assassin's creed flavored thing and it was like cute and dorky at the time um yeah. and to bring it back for wrestle kingdom is a choice but i like <laughs> it and <laughs> he has an assassin's creed tattoo <laughs> god like oh. i
0: i am cool with 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 somebody getting to live their nerd dream on a big stage like oh, that. God, yeah. An officially recognized one by the way with the right partnership with Ubisoft there. But suck it, yeah. Kenny
1: Omega. Did you do that? No,
0: you didn't. <laughs> God, we're gonna have to get the rubber match You're there. So Stargate tie-in.
1: Went... <laughs> Sorry, Kenny Kenny Omega's Wrestle Kingdom looks are so cool. Yeah. They're they were good. But like he's the only one who has gone on that level with like his nerd.
0: Stuff. Yeah. Oh, we mm-hmm. all remember Kenny's quest. Um, of oh, yes,
1: <laughs> I was thinking of the Terminator entrance, but yes. Oh, and- yeah. No,
0: I remember the Terminator entrance too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the Stargate one. That the like Anubis thing. The that mm-hmm. was cool. Yes. So yeah, I um, Will Osprey. Every time I see him, I think about all the things that are so unfortunate about him, but. I just love watching him wrestle so much and I only love it more as he grows. He just seems to like only get better. Um, and that's just really impressive. Like he's just so good and you can't deny it. He's so I love watching him always and I probably always will. Um, and he he has so successfully transitioned to a, a sort of like heavyweight without giving up, like he can still call himself the aerial assassin, you know, and, and have it be legit. Um, and he's, but he's doing way fewer aerial moves. So I, I, you know, you've seen new Japan, unfortunately, doesn't let juniors have the kind of stage that they let their heavyweights have. So you see a lot of juniors trying to transition to heavyweight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And the way that he's done it with and the way that he's blended his old style into his new style, I don't think anybody else did it like him. I don't think anybody else did it as successfully as he did. I mean, maybe Ibushi did, but I can't make it, I can't say that because <laughs> I'm I'm biased about Ibushi, but
0: <clears throat> I would say I'm, I'm I, impressed. With I would Will. say that's a good comparison point though.
1: It it I like, mean, it's the one that Tanahashi made when he first saw Will Ospreay. And it's still, I, I still see why, um, because he can just do everything and he's yeah. just good at everything. <laughs> like he can do mat wrestling. He can do aerial stuff. He can do counters and strikes and everything. Um, and he's good at all of it. So it's a, <laughs> it's a good comparison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it'll be exciting to see what, what he does stateside now, you know, when, it, when, it, when, it, when coming to AEW full time and. You know, we still got a little bit of him in New Japan, though. We get another Osprey Okada matchup at Battle in the Valley.
1: Never sad about that ever. Never, never, never. That that one that he didn't what progress or whatever when Okada went Oh in like, yeah, Rev Pro? Yeah, Rep, that's right. Rep Pro. Yeah. The yeah. one where he like officially recruited Osprey for Chaos. That's mm-hmm. still one of my favorite like fun matches to watch. Yeah. It's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll never be sad to see Okada and Osprey.
0: So of course Finley leaves with the title, but seems like we already know who's going to be challenging him next. With one Nick Nemeth, mm-hmm. former Dolph Ziggler, showing up.
1: There's somebody Campo I did ever need to see again. Like I don't have bad <laughs> feelings about him. It's just like wow. I I <laughs> I will
0: I will say this. Like I I like Nick Nemeth. I think that he did a lot of favors for himself with the promo that he cut in the press conference afterwards.
1: Oh, um, I didn't watch that.
0: Yeah, like where he basically attacked Finley again mm-hmm. and chased him off and then cut a promo to to the the press there. Um, Like, I think that really helped show that like, okay, we're getting a bit more of a, a not a, necessarily a different Nick Nemeth, but like a, a focused... Uh, a refocused and like determined Nick Nemeth, and I think that 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 could bode well for a really interesting match between the yeah. two of them.
1: And it's always interesting to see when people leave WWE, especially people like him who are such veterans. Mm-hmm. Then they get to show what they can do, um, because they just don't in WWE. Um, and it will be interesting to see what he can do because I've never seen him as anything other than Dolph Ziggler so
0: i think that i think that he will mesh pr- fairly well with with finley and i'm curious to see you know whenever he gets to mix it up with some of the like the the native talent the japanese talent too yeah yeah like i think i think that from the people that were like you know released in this latest round of of cuts by wwe like nick nemeth is somebody i think that could fit somewhat well into into yeah what new japan likes to do with their presentation so
1: he could be a good um <clears throat> like foreign heel um oh yeah yeah uh, there's there's a few people that i would really love to see what they can do in new japan or somewhere like that
0: mm-hmm. well speaking of foreigners coming to show what they can do in new japan we got to talk about brian danielson because Kaz- mm-hmm. Okada. Danielson back in the Tokyo Dome, back in, or no, not back in the Tokyo Dome, back in New Japan, first time right. in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Back in New Japan for the first time since, I believe, 2004. Living,
1: um, living live in is living a dream. Oh, my like God, totally. Yes. Yeah. He, he,
0: I have said never said like somebody yes. so giddy to kick somebody in the fucking head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> I mean, like, if you just, the thing is, if you just say this match is Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada, then. You know, like I don't even mean to say, like you know what's gonna happen. Like you know, you you can just imagine in your head. Okay, that's great. That's I'm I'm just happy to have imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, two of the best of all time. Um, like I, it's so we- it's another one where it's weird to say because it sounds like an understatement, but it's like it was exactly what I expected, which was like incredible.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm I'm so happy that this match happened yeah. th- this time around because like you know, obviously the match back in June had a, a big like black cloud over it with, you know, the broken arm that Danielson mm-hmm. suffered, you know, and kind of like impacting the the latter part of that match. And you know, mm-hmm. obviously Brian's also been injured a lot, you yep. know, coming he still has the the orbital bone fracture that he's coming back from and still wrestling with the, with that, you know, like padded like eye. Covering and that sort of thing um but i he wasn't gonna miss this for the fucking world no 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 um <laughs> and, it, and and i love like it brought out this different level of intensity that we haven't that 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 you know is it's seen before in danielson but not always like yeah when he's like cutting he's I think that Brian Danielson loved the fact that he could cut a promo for new Japan wrestling. Cause he can just fucking say what he wants to say. Like I'm just yeah. going to break your fucking arm. Yep. Like, like I just, like, I think see, that's like, so good. Twinkle in his
2: eye.
1: Yeah. There's no, there's no need for like emotional, like, you know, drama or anything it, like it's sometimes, you know, it's, it's good to just go like, you know, I'm just going to hurt you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need as a premise for a wrestling match, especially because Okada hurt him and he was, I mean, and it gave Okada this really interesting, like Okada normally comes into the room and is like, I don't even see anybody else here. Oh, right. Okay. I get like when, when he was doing the, when they were setting up for the Noah crossovers, like, honestly, I don't even know who some of these guys are. I've never <laughs> seen them in my life. <laughs> like I'm doing this cause I have to for work. Um, and, and he that's his attitude so much of the time even going into wrestle kingdom um but he couldn't do that with Brian Danielson because of the most recent history that they have um and it it kind of gave him he wasn't like cautious but he was focused right away he took it seriously right away he didn't do any rainmaker bullshit like which i love rainmaker bullshit but um he didn't do any of that like well obviously i'm too good to be here, sort of stuff that he normally does.
0: Mm-hmm. Now he saved the rainmaker bullshit for the entrance.
1: Yeah, oh, um, <laughs> so good, love it. Uh, <laughs> yes, the dinky thing with the black light. At first, I was like, that looks weird, but it was cool. I yeah. have to say, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. It
0: was just, it was very it was very Okada, honestly.
1: <laughs> I expect. I honestly expect something good from him for his entrance for Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. So, and he didn't he didn't disappoint. No, not at all. And he was wearing white gear. Oh God! Oh God! I he he came out and I was oh my God! White gear. Oh God! (laughs) My dreams came true.
0: Yes, I I love this match (laughs) simply because like it. The way that Danielson attacked Okada forced him out of his comfort zone, forced him because we're used to seeing Okada, you know, just like he has his moveset and he has his ways of attacking people. And he doesn't like take advantage of like injuries or he doesn't take advantage of like these sort of things because he's just that confident in what he already does. Yep. You know, he knows that as long as I can hit you with like the elbow drop, I can get you a landslide, and then maybe the money clip. Then I do the tombstone,
1: and then, yeah.
0: And then you get to Rainmaker. One, two, three, we're done, we're out, you know? (laughs) And, you know, the way that Danielson attacked his arm, like, just the viciousness of it. Yeah. It forced something out of Okada that you don't see.
1: Yeah, because people don't treat him, like, people have this, like, not respect, but, like, Sort of like they're not afraid of him either, but just it's like this awe sort of, almost yeah, like people, people don't like work the arm with Okada because they kind of are like, well, you can't do that because he's just not going to let you, yeah. <laughs> you know, like nobody does that kind of maybe Naito does. I don't know, but like rarely does a heel just decide. And also Minoru Suzuki yes. is a notable exception to this. <laughs> yes. Um, And that is great. Uh, but but nobody just decides to do like regular ass heel tactics on Okada because it just doesn't work most of the time. Um, and I'm not saying that that's what Danielson was doing at all, but he like completely disrupted him by focusing on like doing some basic like focusing on the arm and stuff. Exactly what he said he was gonna do. I don't think yeah. Okada did a tombstone at any time during that match. Nope, no he didn't He didn't get to do any setup things. All his rainmakers were shaky, was good. He couldn't even do his
0: full rainmaker pose. Right.
1: He had to do little, little partial ones.
0: Yeah. Like, and, and, and obviously that manifested in Okada attacking the eye. Mm -hmm. Okada just with like unrecognizable viciousness. The last time that you saw that was whenever, like, he was whenever he like kicked Kaito Kiyomiya in the face at the, at the Noah wrestle, like the Wrestle Kingdom Noah crossover show you know like and we had that moment there that kind of set off this whole thing with him and and Kiamiya that brought kimiya into new japan for for a good chunk of the year right like you don't see that Mm -hmm. very often. it's another thing that he's
1: normally like above exactly like he yeah he doesn't have to do that kind of thing
0: (laughs) but like him just like booting him in the face and then ripping ripping the the patch off yes and Mm -hmm. just like showing like just like the the nature of the injury and like you know, yeah. the the fact that you know, how Danielson's vision is still being affected by this injury, and, like forcing him to like, you know, like you don't you don't get any kind of protection with this anymore. Like if I don't get to right. protect my arm, you don't get to protect your eye.
1: Yeah, and, just he uh, he's loose. he just by the end, he was just like, I'm not going to fucking lose at the Tokyo Dome to you. Exactly. And that was like that was how he had to win the match. Yeah. So <laughs> like and he is that good he's that guy that once he made that choice um he executed but he had to go there and very few people have taken okada there
0: yes yes and i love that danielson is one of the people that can do it yeah um it makes me it, obviously we got okada wins with with a rainmaker and and we get the post match like show of respect right. there but like it's one and one you know there's a third match coming at some point. Yeah. You know, like, respect is cool and all, but, like, somebody's going to come out on top in this. And if they're willing to go that far with each other in in this match, like, I can only imagine what, like, the third match is going to hold in store for them. Like, it was just completely different from the match back in June and completely different from anything that we've seen from really either of them for for a while at this point it was just i don't know just so visceral
1: like yeah like you said it wasn't an okada like okada will always wrestle an okada match he'll try to um and it wasn't that it was more a danielson match than an okada match but it wasn't really either of them they neither one of them got to to be the one who who had that control they had to just eventually beat the shit out of each (laughs) other
0: Which is very interesting considering, like, you know, some of the injuries that Danielson has suffered, like, in matches that he has finished, you know? Like, they right. brought up the Morishima match where he had the detached retina back in Ring of Honor that, you know... And, like, I, yeah, I can't think of Okada ever having a match where he had, like, that kind of injury where he had to, like, finish off the match. Yeah,
1: hopefully he never... Yeah, hopefully he never knocked Knock does. on wood and whatever. Um, yeah. He never has something like that, but yeah. Um, it's just... <laughs> yeah
0: it it showed a different side of okada and i think that that is a very rare thing that you get from someone as established as Kazuchika okada
1: i love him for that because he knows like there is a a reason that he is you know widely considered the goat or a goat and it's like he he knows when to bring that out when to bring out that energy good every time
0: yeah well Speaking of bringing out new energies in in one another, let's get to our main event here: Sonata Tetsuya Naito mm-hmm. IWGP World Heavyweight Title. Sonata coming in as the longest reigning uh, IWGP mm. World Heavyweight Champion, uh, most defenses of that belt. Despite this this narrative, you know that has been really propagated <laughs> mostly by foreign voices. I feel like about you know how underwhelming Sonata's reign has mm-hmm. been since winning the belt back in April.
1: That is... Yeah, I keep hearing that narrative and then... I don't know. It doesn't match up with what I see, but i am kind of been outside it, so I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Do you think his his reign was good or...?
0: I I do. I really do. Like, I, I've enjoyed watching Sonata's reign. Like, I, I will admit, some of the booking stuff has been a little bit odd, mostly around, like, the evil match that they had with the evil, like, stealing the belt mm-hmm. and just doing... House of Torture bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like the one time this year I was just like, okay, like maybe this is a little weird, like for New Japan to be doing this sort of mm-hmm. thing. But like you know, obviously if you have Sonata as a champion, he's going to wrestle Evil at some point. Like right. that, the the story is just there, you know. Right. And like and whenever they got in the ring, like I still I still liked that match a lot, you know. and Like Sonata, I feel like is someone who. The way that he resonates with the crowd is different than, like, say, a Naito or an Okada. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yes, he's not going to have like the same like fervent following that Naito has. Like, no one has that, right? No, and no one. He's not going to have like the like very like subdued confidence that Okada has, right? Right. I mean, for the longest time, we know Sonata as like this very stoic figure. Like, he never shows emotion. Like he's just there to like, you know, take care mm-hmm. of business. And even whenever he gets on the mic, he's very soft spoken. Yeah. yeah. You no, know, he's just a different kind of cat in that way. But at the same time, like it doesn't mean that he doesn't resonate with people. You know, I if you're if you're constantly trying to compare him to like Okada or Naito, I think that yes, that you can fall into that narrative very easily. Yeah. But the problem is that you're comparing him to two of the most over and celebrated stars that new japan pro wrestling has ever fucking produced
1: and not only that people who have had their niche in the company for years like naito has been naito for as long as i've been watching new japan and okada is the same sonata has always been in the background sort of his role in the overall in the company has Mm -hmm. always just been like one of the dudes who challenges for things sometimes um and they've been slowly elevating him over several years. Like they did a really good job building him up. Um, yeah. You know, he won the G1. He he lost the G1 final um, the first time, second, twice maybe. I don't know. Um, but like he he beat Okada in a G1 match. G1 final. I don't yeah,
0: know. he beat he but, beat him in a G in a G1 match. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, like they they built him up really well. And he's always had this, like, his ability is great. He's good. He's very good. But his character work was always a little behind. And there were always people who deserved it more than he did. Not that he was less deserving, but people who were, like, closer to the front of the line. And those people uh, kind of got out of the way over the past couple of years as well. And that benefited him. Um, But, yeah, like, I... I like his story. I like his arc and I like that he could now have a role in the company the way that Okada and Naito do.
0: Yeah. And and I love the fact that like this all occurred like with him leaving LIJ and mm-hmm. going to Just Five Guys, like joining Taichi, his very his close friend Taichi. <laughs> right. And Just Five Guys and becoming the fifth guy there mm-hmm. and you know it's he's he, he had to escape the shadow of naito mm-hmm. to reach that point right you know and and he did it and he beat okada for that title yeah um and then went on like a months long reign that has honestly was like on the record books will you know like i said longest reigning champion most defenses like he's set those marks not okada not ibushi right. not osprey right. like There is an investment in Sonata and like and it's it's an interesting like wrinkle in the story to have obviously like him leave Naito to reach that point only to run into Naito at the Tokyo Dome here. And of course, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no, no.
0: Uh, So, and of course, that leading into like Naito's whole motivation for this too, right? Right. He wants his roll call. He wants his moment. He wants his Mm -hmm. run that he had taken away from him in 2020. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, is, and let's face it, like Naito, he's, he's beat up, you know, like, Yeah. yeah. Like this is this you know there uh, there was a lot of like talk on commentary about like this being like Naito's last opportunity to have this sort of thing, right? And I get that in like the storyline of everything. In actuality, though, it might be. It might
1: be because of his body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. His body is just breaking down.
1: Yeah, and he's forty-one, um, or forty-two. So like he's he's getting there. Like he's Tanahashi was starting to get there. 4 or 5 years ago and and he had to start slowing down too and i think like he was about the same age when he when he was sort of like could he still go for the for the top belt um and so and naito has always been in this interesting like shadow of tanahashi foil of tanahashi mirror of tanahashi like so in that way he's still doing that too. <laughs> um i i hope i hope he's around for a long time i hope he stays healthy but he he just is his knees are dead already <laughs> so mm-hmm. and he had something with his eye right he had yeah some, they're talking yeah.
0: about like having like a an, an ocular surgery that he was like putting off to retirement but he ended mm-hmm. up like getting it early and yeah obviously that's cutting into his time in the ring too yeah. you know like yeah like it's it's shortening his career and as they were talking about like i don't know how like you know obviously like commentary kayfabe and stuff like that but like i don't know how where that lands in the the actual reality of the situation but like but like it's very it's a very real story that naito is like you know approaching the twilight
1: yeah you know
0: which is a shame because like naito is amazing but we're at that point everybody gets to that point yeah yeah and it made for like the perfect like cap on this event Honestly, I know a lot of American audiences were looking at Danielson and Okada as like the main event of this show, but y'all, 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 y'all did not put enough respect on this fucking match's name. This match was uh, outstanding just because like all of the history between the two of them and how that played out and how they approached one another and how they wrestled one another. Sonata trying to keep up with Naito and trying to like prove to like his Former leader, that like he made the right decision by leaving Lij to to go on this run, and, and that he could still hang with him. Naito being motivated by you know like basically going all for all or nothing to get right. this last moment for himself, and it just it played out so well, both like in the physicality, but also in the emotion of, of the match as well. Like, you just, I I love the fact that I I love the fact that like. W- naito's like i think it's like third destino just like was the one where it just didn't land right and it just fed mm-hmm. into this idea of like naito just his body is like breaking down in the way that it is yeah. you know it just it just fed into like the story of everything and you know naito even having to result resort to sonata's new finisher and hitting, hitting the deadfall <laughs> on sonata yeah. yeah like you
1: know and then he and, had to do two destinos, right? Like he mm-hmm. didn't cover after the first one, you just did another one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it shows like this level of respect that is for as much respect as Naito can show someone. Right. Like
1: the More level like of- knowledge. Like he knows. Yes. He knows <laughs> what Sonata can do. Yes. Uh, and what he is like Sonata though was like he did have something to prove. to Naito but like in he didn't have uh, something to prove the way that he often did prior like when he was in LIJ he didn't have something to prove like about his abilities he just was like steady and consistent and like didn't let up and he wasn't trying to be as dynamic and stuff as he used to be in the ring not that sounds like it's a bad thing but it's it's not he still did all, all his cool moves and everything but he didn't have to be as like I don't. I don't know what I'm like. Showy and sort of like quick sequences and stuff like that. Part of mm. that's Naito, but he like really fit into that. He really changed to that style and adapted to it really well. Yeah, the slower it, pace and the, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's showing that he is a different sonata than what Naito brought into Lij. Right. You know, it's like this this version of sonata is is different and is willing and is able to like match naito all the way up till the end when ultimately naito you know pins him and wins that belt and gets his roll call and i love the post-match of this so much because not only does he get his roll call but he gets a roll call for all of the former members members. Mm -hmm. in a way with evil attacking you know, teasing that he's going to deny the the, mm-hmm. the roll call is going to be denied again, and then Sonata coming in with that shining wizard and saving Naito and like the show of respect, bringing the tears out of Sonata as like mm-hmm. him and Taichi walk to the back and hearing the crowd, hearing yeah, the crowd chant for Sonata finally, finally after all of after, <laughs> after all he of this fucking talk, yeah, about how Sonata's reign has you know not been good or it has been underwhelming and like i hear so many people talk about oh they should have put the belt on Yotasuji whenever they wrestled back at dominion and that also opinion. stuff like that and i'm just like no. like that that moment of vindication yeah him mm-hmm. in defeat like it's i can't remember the last time i've seen sonata show that much emotion i publicly, don't ever.
1: yeah that was that was stunning that was yeah. <laughs> Amazing is, and yeah. just like in the like the way that you can't you can't avoid the parallels with Okada and um, like unlike Naito I think Sonata Sonata will be back um, you know Naito this may be his last reign but Sonata is not done and yeah. you you got the same feeling like when Okada was crying out of walking <laughs> out of the Tokyo Dome you got the, that same feeling like he's he'll be back
0: mm-hmm. It's like there's 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 something new coming out of him that yeah. is going to be utilized going forward.
1: Now. Yep, yep. Like he 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 has learned something from <laughs> this. Yes. Um, that he needed to learn in defeat. Maybe. Um, it'll be cool to see what he where he goes. And I, I loved, I loved the fits for this one. Oh um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really man. good. There's I, so much I, bedazzling. <laughs>
0: I love Sonata's like orange look too, like it felt very much like a like a Kobashi reference. Yeah, in a way like mm-hmm. it just it just worked really well for me. There, he
1: he too. just he looks he looks great in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved his. I know we're gonna talk about it. New Year Dash look too. The I I hadn't seen it. It's probably something that he'd worn before. But the the blue with the glitter and the hand and everything. Mm-hmm. He never got to dress like that when he was cold skull.
0: No, no, he didn't. Like it's, it's the, it's another one of the benefits of being part of just five guys. Right. Yep. Glitter. Yes. So much glitter. Um, well that was wrestle kingdom 18. Mm -hmm. Let's, if we want, we could talk about new, new dash a little bit here. Like, I'm curious, like, obviously we're not going to go match by match for this one, but, um, we talked a little bit about some of the moments from, from the show. I think obviously like, I think probably the biggest news is we know what Will Osprey's final match is going to be mm-hmm. coming out of this. You know, we obviously that which
1: they <laughs> announced with a graphic.
0: They announced what-
2: yes
1: <laughs> during the main event.
0: Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well. Yes. His his his, his uh. He has the match with Okada, but his oh right. final yes. final match right in February uh is five Tag on team. five steel cage warfare, the first steel cage match in New Japan Pro Wrestling history with fans in attendance. Um. <laughs>
1: It's such a silly.
0: It is. It is very silly. <laughs> this
1: happened before, but nobody saw it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was just on the TV. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah,
2: that
1: that's. I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. I kind of. I kind of like it because. I feel like he probably had a lot of say over how that match was going to be. And he probably could have had a a you know really dazzling singles match. Um, but he chose to bring his stable with him and that will elevate the rest of them. And he he kind of were like the guy the men that brought me to the dance, you know, and you're like, oh, mm. like Ricochet, like Okada. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just like is so um dedicated to making sure that United Empire, the guys at United Empire are gonna get some shine out of this. And I I really like that.
0: No, I'm I completely agree. And especially the way that 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 whole angle kind of went down with like, you know, so much blood everywhere and the violence of everything and like throwing chairs and guardrails and stuff like that. Like I'm I'm excited for what they could cook up. Mm-hmm. For, for that style of match there with, with Bullet Club War Dogs and United Empire. um, Obviously, you know, we got Tanahashi's first title defense against Ryusuke Taguchi, where we obviously got to see uh, Tana's butt once again for a little bit there. Um,
1: what there know. is of it.
0: Yes. What mm-hmm. there is of it.
1: <laughs> I love Taguchi. I wish there was more Taguchi.
0: Same. Same. And then. I think for me, like another moment that really stood out was like the main event, because like it, I love what they're doing. With Kosei Fujita. Um, mm. yeah. in TMDK, like him just bucking up to Okada and just be like, we want the six man titles. And Okada's like, you're, you don't have any place to be challenging me. And then he just says, yeah. all right, well, fuck it. I'll walk over here to Tana and I'll just stare him down. Right. <laughs> it's like, like the evolution of, of Fujita, yeah. The yeah. evolution of Fujita under like the the stewardship of Zack Staber Jr. Yeah. has been a really awesome thing to see, and and it's another one of those instances where you have a young lion who didn't go on excursion and mm-hmm. is like kind of built himself out into like an actual. He's not the young boy anymore, He's, right? Like, TMK yeah. Proper. He said and, that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just I love it. I
1: I love it's, it. So it's much. good. It's very good. It's 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 like an energy i don't know he's managing to do a similar thing to like have a similar attitude to like how shoda umino had when he came back but like somehow just totally different flavor and energy mm-hmm. um and just being unfazed by okada being like shut up kid is
2: <laughs> is very
1: good because he was so like you don't see okada that animated no and like you don't see him get mad like that and regardless of what he said Fujita got him <laughs> <laughs> Fujita got under his skin you, you know he lives in his head it's but it's it's real good because he, he just he's so unflappable but he was talking a mile a minute he was pissed yes <laughs> <laughs> it's good
0: And of course, like the one other big thing from that match for me is the inevitable rematch between Zack Saber Jr. and Brian Danielson Mm -hmm. coming down the line. Like that's I'm I'm very curious to see what what what, uh Zack Saber Jr. does in New Japan after losing that that the TV title. I feel like he's primed for like another like main event run there. I hope so. Yeah. Like I really like what they're building there. What what stood out to you from from New Year Dash? Mm
1: Mm-hmm um god i we talked about the tag match the the with the young lions which i really loved i always love to see the young lions um and we talked about the the kopw final also good um now i'm trying to remember what else there was it's kind of i mean I, for a while it just kind of was like upset about the matt riddle thing and i wasn't paying attention very well <laughs> yeah because i just was like oh god i don't want to Ugh. Ugh. I don't yeah. want to watch that. I don't want to I don't want it to happen i I like was like, do I have to cancel my new Japan world membership? like ugh.
2: hopefully everything
1: only... I've not considered that yet, but now it's like, no, yeah, no.
0: I mean, hopefully it's just a one match thing but 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 still, like even one match with somebody who you know, obviously has like the allegations and the history that. and and conduct that matt riddle uh, has had you know there's a you know we're we're like three and a half years away from from speaking out right? right yeah and you know it's just a shame that wrestling still hasn't as a whole like mainstream like these sort of like major companies just have not really taken any of that to fucking heart
1: yeah And you can tell that fans want it, like fans want them to. That's the disappointing thing to me. It's not like I'm going to have to see Matt Riddle in New Japan. It's the fact that they booked the match at all. Like it's that New Japan, it feels like so, it feels very disrespectful to fans because like they, they didn't, (laughs) they didn't, they stopped booking Elgin. um, And like, that kind of made me feel like maybe they were listening to their their Western fans and re- realizing that we don't want to see sex pests on our and like abusers and shit like people who have very credible allegations against them. Yes, um, not just people who are like mentioned and speaking out, but people like Matt Riddle who have very very credible allegations with lots of receipts, um like i thought they learned and cared that we didn't want to see those people and to know that they don't give a shit at all that we don't want to see those people was that was the the shitty thing for me i actually kind of like matt riddle's style i always thought he was really handsome and stuff but like man it's more new japan like i'm just i i wonder why i, I like I would love to know what the, cause they can't be unaware of that. Like they sort of had that excuse with Elgin, where it was like, well, maybe they just don't know because it's recent and whatever. Um, at the time it was like very recent to the time that they booked him again. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, this is just – there's no excuse. They have to know. Tana even lampshaded it. He was like, I've never heard of this guy. I got to do some research.
0: Yeah, well, fucking (sighs) – guess what? There's a whole lot of shit you can Google about Matt Riddle.
1: Yeah, and also, like, you're the president. Yeah. Shut up. Like, now this – you own this. So it's not funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I hate thinking that about Tanahashi, but maybe this was – maybe this deal was made before he was president.
0: I mean – it's possible, but still like being in the place of leadership now, like this is what's going to happen now. Like you have right. a different level of responsibility. Yeah. You know, and, and to that end too, like it's, yes, it is new Japan. That is, that is, you know, the, at, at issue here for breaking, for bringing someone like Matt, Matt Riddle in, but it's not just new Japan, you know, major oh, league no, wrestling, yeah. major league wrestling here in the States, they booked Matt Riddle for, yeah. for January. Um, that's really frustrating because they've been doing some really cool stuff that I've been covering regarding, like you know, queer identities in, in their in, in their company. You know, Alex Kane, the world heavyweight champion, Akira, former middleweight and tag team champion. They're two outstanding talents. They just brought in Steph DeLander. They're bringing in like talents from the, from our community that mm-hmm. are super talented and are getting a stage to show that off right now. And then you bring in someone like Matt Riddle and you throw so much of that goodwill out. It cheapens
1: all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you actually care about? And I mean, you know, it's the wrestling business. And of course, everybody cares about money at core and people make that excuse. Uh, But I feel like we can stop making excuses. I, I feel like we can have more stand like there's always dudes on the internet being like oh it's just allegations and this is the business and whatever but like we can actually want more and better it's okay and we can demand more and better uh and at least we can expect that companies respect that or would respond to it if they think they might it might affect their bottom line and with new japan like seeing the reaction to that on the english-speaking uh social media yeah I have to wonder, they have to have expected that, but like, I have to wonder if that will make any difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it remains to be seen if anything like that happens. I would imagine that riddle is not coming to Japan to wrestle. I would imagine that's going to be America. Like that match is probably going to happen on the American show.
1: That'll be even worse.
0: It will. It <laughs> will. And you know, you know, Rocky Romero is someone who is deeply involved with the talent that comes into the new Japan of America, right. you know, New Japan strong. And, you know, we saw like, I can't remember if uh, a little while, maybe like a year or two ago, whenever there were like rumblings that Marty squirrel was somewhere around like the new, the new Japan strong, like facility. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. That bl- that obviously blew back on there, and like that that was handled, and Skrull wasn't showing up on that shit at all.
1: Good, you know. I mean, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, but but at the same time, like you showed, you can handle it in that way. Are you going to do the same thing with with Matt Riddle? Are you gonna Are you going to respond to the people, the the American audience that is sitting here saying like, why are you bringing in someone who has like credible allegations, the credible allegations that he does have, and then also just be uh, like. In addition to that, the conduct that he's had, yeah, you know, or, or around that in recent years too, around that, you know, trying to sue people to like silence right. them and stuff like that and shit like that, like it's just Im- immensely frustrating. And I don't necessarily mean to like like package this up into like a larger context, a uh, conversation about the pro wrestling industry, but like it's hard, hard not to, to. It's hard not to ignore the fact that this is like this happening. And the close proximity to like the recent discussion about like, you know, allegations against Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. um, in in AEW. in AEW not doing anything, and the way about that Tony Khan, the way that Tony Khan right. handled the questions about it in, in the press conference oh, yeah. after, after Worlds Dead, I think is mm-hmm. really the largest story there because you know we still don't know too much about like that. Kylie Ray has not spoken about anything there. Like that, that is the that is a that is a discussion that will come whenever people want to talk about that. But the fact that the questions around it that were not specific to Chris Jericho that were asked of Tony Khan and the fact that he answered those questions in such a roundabout way and non committal way while still wearing that fucking get up that he had got from Tony Storm during the press conference, there, like it right. just shows an inherent unseriousness when it comes to handling these things he can talk all day long about a disciplinary committee and ha- like having that and that's cool that you have it now you did like that we don't know if that was established number the company was established mm-hmm. we don't know how these things have been handled historically and the fact that you can't answer a question yes or no about whether investigations into certain people are happening that is a cause for fucking concern
1: not only that but he if like internet rumor invoked. sorry internet rumors yeah. like he talked about it as internet rumors like you that an, another thing that shows that you're not taking it seriously at all um and it's another thing that makes the matt riddle thing so disappointing because the marty school marty Skrull, you could have you could have done the internet rumors thing and that would have been believable about marty Skrull, but it isn't about matt riddle like you can't just go haha internet rumors um and that line anyway is so is so shitty yeah um because the internet is a place that really affects wrestling and especially AEW like they care about the internet um and they care about the the internet wrestling community as they call it um as one calls it I guess and like to then be like yeah but it's just internet rumors
0: (laughs) Well, it shows that they care about a certain sector of the internet wrestling community. Right. Yeah. Not the sector that's going to call them out on their bullshit.
1: Right. Yeah. It just makes it... um, I think there are a lot of us um, and a lot of people who would be listening to this that feel sort of outside of that. Um, And rightfully so. so, I think we we often feel to the outside of that and we keep being shown that we're on the outside of that. And uh, New Japan has done it in a couple of different subtle ways but this one it, this one is just not can't you can't pretend it's a mistake or that they didn't know or whatever
0: yeah yeah I mean it's it's extremely disappointing um and I guess we'll see what comes of these things see what happens and as it gets closer to whenever the fuck they're gonna have that match but yeah, to say that that definitely like soured the entire night of New Year Dash for me.
1: God, was, it did. Was an
0: understatement. Like, yes, there was still this great stuff on that show that I, I talked about that I loved, but that just hung over the entire thing. And it's going to continue to hang over this until, you know, we know for sure what the final result is going to be here. So,
1: yeah, agree. Yeah, it, it really did kind of like I kind of forgot a bunch of stuff that happened in the middle because I was just fucking like oh, come on
0: <laughs> yeah god mom um, and i don't want to end on a on a on a down note with, mm-hmm. with fucking talking about like how shitty matt riddle is but okay
1: so let's talk about chris charlton being really horny about dude yes <laughs> yes that was my favorite part
0: my god that was my favorite part of, tell- favorite look, part of new year dash <laughs> me and chris charlton are on the same page about just me too guys Okay, and with Doki. On Doki. Specifically. On
1: Doki specifically. Yes. Yes. Take your shirt, shirt off. Exactly. <laughs> we can end <laughs> the show. We're going to end the show with an appeal to Doki to please take your shirt off.
0: Yes. Um, and also an appeal to Chris Charlton. Keep on singing that damn song.
1: Please, oh, God. Chris Charlton, please be horny on Maine more often now yes. that Kevin Kelly isn't there to rein you in. It's okay. Exactly. Just lean into it. Chris Charlton is one of us from the internet. I mean, it, yes. You a- he tries to whatever, hide it, but
0: <laughs> ignore whatever Walter says to try to get you to stop being all <laughs> all about wanting to see them dokie pecks. all
1: right. You won the dream. concurso. He he won the body competition. Exactly. Show the body. Exactly. That's what their job is. Just five, just five guys. Okay. <laughs> Nada is the champion. Yes. But
0: he's not anymore. And yeah. the,
1: there's uh, four other guys. Um <laughs> Thank you, Chris Charlton.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Rachel, this has been so much fun like it is every year.
1: I had a great we'll, time too. Thank you.
0: Of course, of course. We'll do it again uh, this time next year as as always. But um, let everybody know where, if you want them to find you online, where they can find you online. Um,
1: I, think, I think you should just come to terms with n- not knowing me outside of this podcast. <laughs> Twitter is kind of dead, and I, I just post about sad things these days, so I, I don't post about wrestling, so you don't really want to follow <laughs> me anyway, um, but, you know, uh, I don't even know what kind of appeal I would make, but I just really appreciate being on this podcast every year, and um, if, if uh, the listeners are enjoying it, then I really appreciate y'all as well. Thank you so much.
0: Uh, thank you, Rachel. My well, thanks once again to Rachel for taking the time to come on the show yet again, um, sitting down with her to talk about Russell Kingdom year after year is a highlight of of the year and one that comes very early, obviously, <laughs> but it's, it's always a, a fun time. It's worth staying up multiple nights in a row and losing sleep like we all do, all of us sickos out here for the pageantry Um, and the grabs that Wrestle Kingdom presents to us all the time. Uh, That is going to do it for us this week, though, on the show. Come back, we'll have a new episode Thursday. We're going to continue journo January going on into the rest of the month here. Uh, But before we leave, always we have to shout out our roster of lovelies here on the show. Of course, if you want to join the roster of lovelies, go over and sign up and pledge at the $3 tier. On Patreon.com/LGBTRingPod, you will ha- join the names that are, get shouted out on every episode of this show every week, and sometimes multiple times a week, as evidenced here. You join the likes of Zach Walker, uh, Alex E, Jerry Legend, and Val Capone over there at the five-dollar tier. You get all of our bonus shows as well. You know, shows like Required Reading, like we ones. We're thinking up some some new ideas over there for the patreon heading into 2024 as well some new show ideas that we're toying around with and hopefully those will see the light of day down the line as well but obviously any um any contribution is very very we're very very grateful for over there um also we know that financial contributions are not feasible for everyone so you know continuing to spread the word about the show, tell your friends, tell your, your wrestle buddies all about it, as well as rate and reviewing on your podcast uh, platform of choice always helps uh, helps the show as well and doesn't cost a dime. Um, which honestly is my favorite way of support in a lot of instances personally. Um, but, but for sure we, we thank everyone that supports us on Patreon. We thank everyone that supports us. Otherwise we just love the continued support here on the show. So we've been, we've had y'all for nearly three hours here, so I'm not going to keep y'all any longer. Wrestle Kingdom was great. Fuck Matt Riddle. Um, let's just, let's just close out the week here until we meet again. Y'all stay messy, wash your hands, wear your mask, get vaccinated and boosted. If at all possible, same goes for monkeypox. And who is ready for big gay brunch in Tampa on January 27th? I know I am. Bye.
2: She made a deal with the demon so her lover can live. With the moon is high and the devil is job stick, is the formula six, six, six.